Hello and welcome to show 44 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay! Shut up! Reggie Jackson's number. You shut up! Shut up and be ill again. Yeah, I want Tahara back. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm actually still sick, so I'm not going to be saying much during the show today. (laughs) Can we not have Tahara back on? No, I'm here! Suck it! Losers! Really? I don't, I don't think I want to do that, to be honest. Too bad! You don't got a choice, people! I don't want to suck anything of yours. Um, again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not I again. Anyway. you on the show to tell you that you're off the show. Yeah. Aww. Hey, shut up, Nelson. Oh, my God. It was quiet last week, wasn't it? It was weird. Yeah. I got to make up for lost time. I know. Do you know, do you know actually, I saw a, a, a documentary on dreams once, right? Listen, listen, listen. I'm worried the show is going to be a bit like that because what they did, right, they deprived these students of dreams for a week to see what would happen. So what they did, they let them sleep, but every time they were about to dream, they woke them up. Yeah. And then and, they stole things from their minds. No, do you know what happened? You know what happened? Then one of them had a secret. When they actually let them sleep again. They had twice as many dreams as a normal person, and I'm worried tonight we're going to end up with twice as many sound bites as we normally have. Like, I can't, you know? We will if you keep. We will if you keep bringing it up every. Four I know. Exactly. I know. I'll try to let it lie, but if you mention sound effects, oh my god! All the audience is going to be like this. Oh my god! There's just yeah. I feel like I've had sound effect overload already. Um, yeah, we have got Chini here somewhere amongst the sound effects. Yeah, some of the yeah, yeah, so, so. And you're sounding great tonight because we have some sort of audio issues in the last uh, few episodes, but you're sounding clear and nice tonight. Mm, but... Yes, well, my well, porn... it sounds clear. Let's not go crazy with it. My, wow. p- my porn rig has been, uh, you know, been found out, so I'm not no longer streaming porn from my house. Hence, why I've got better bandwidth. Excellent. Well, that's that's good to know. And we've also got the Duke. He is back. Stupid! You're so stupid! They have no idea what the hell that was. Really, Chinny? Nope. Oh, man. Is it Monty Python? Nope. Uh, just tell you what, play, it was short. Play it again. Let's have another listen. Okay. Stupid! You're so stupid! Is it your wedding, Duke? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it was. They were yelling that at Diane. They were just like, ah, what are you doing, you stupid lady? Don't marry that idiot. That was, that was a dad telling her. <laughs> um, no, it's from uh, UHF, the Weird Al movie. Did you guys ever see that? Never heard of it. No. Oh, man, you know Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. He does a silly parody song. Yes, he does all well, the parodies. Well, he made this yeah. awesome movie called UHF, and there's a part in it. He gets his own TV station, basically, and hilarity ensues, and... Uh, so there's this one part where he has Wheel of Fish. It's like Wheel of Fortune, but with fish. And uh, this woman decides to trade the red snapper she just won for what was in the box. And the guy brings the box down, and then they look at what's in the box, and there's nothing in it. And the guy yells, nothing! Absolutely nothing! Stupid! You're so stupid! 
And uh, Quanran suggested that soundbite. So that's for him. Booba. There you go. Who'd, who'd have known? I'm glad we asked. Yeah. <laughs> I feel enlightened now. That's right. You should go watch it because it's a funny movie. Anyway, anyway, we've got to get on to the random stuff first. Well, we who are you? Random stuff. Oh, I'm the daddy. Yeah, whatever. That's that's me. I think people saw that. But like you say, there could be new listeners. You always got to assume there's somebody know, who's listening for the first time. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um, now then, you you like food, don't you? A food? Um, I'm eating food right now. Yeah, yeah. You're a big foodie. You like your food. Oh, I love my food. Your fingers, yeah. your fingers yeah. don't count as food, dude. Have, no, no, no. have you heard of a, a chef in the UK, you may not have heard of her, called Nigella Lawson? Yes, heard? Maria Bamford did a joke about her. Jeez. Do you know, I've I've never really watched her before. You know, I've sort of, I'm aware of her and, and, you know, the stuff that she does. And then with, there was nothing on the TV the other night. So I noticed it was on. So I said, oh, well, let's, let's watch Nigella Lawson and see what it's like. I bet yeah. you did, you dirty dog. Oh, my God, that show, right, seriously, that show would not be allowed on the TV in America because we know how strict you guys are about sex, really. Or a bunch of prudes is what you mean. No, no, this, honestly, she literally makes every bit of food like she's having an orgasm or yeah. something. She's like, oh, let me cut these carrots. Oh, it's, oh, oh my that. god, yeah. It's just unbelievable. You know, and, and she looks at the screen in some sort of yeah. weird, sort of flirting, seductive kind of way. Food fetish, like, man. Knowing. Oh. I mean, in the episode we watched, she went to a butcher's and she were fumbling the sausages in a very provocative manner, I have to say. Uh... You've got to make yourself stand out from the other chefs. Yes. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Oliver, a... Jamie yeah. Oliver did that boy acting like a twat. <laughs> right, uh... spitting a lot. <laughs> yeah. Paco, yeah, bloody hell, yeah. Um, but this would be great. This topic would be great on a video game podcast if Nigella <laughs> Lawson had a game coming out. I don't think she does. But, right, just before we move, have you, have you seen a dad, Chinny? Do you know who her dad is? Have I seen a dad? No, I haven't yeah. seen Have I seen her cousin? No, I haven't. No, no, listen, a dad is a really famous MP who is a Tory Good MP true. called Nigel Lawson, right? Yes. Now... Just just quickly Google Google images of Nigel Lawson, right? And oh, yeah, just I'll do tell. That. Actually, I was looking something else up because I thought Nigella Lawson did have a cooking game, a video game on the DS, didn't she? Great. You <laughs> gave it your best effort. <laughs> Maybe the actual the, the word breast would <laughs> probably be in there. It wouldn't be <laughs> cooking Nigella. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm I'm looking I'm looking at her. Nigel Lawson there. Yeah, yeah. Nigel Lawson. Yeah, would you put the two together? I've just got to ask. Well, I don't know. Maybe he was a good-looking guy. When he... he hasn't aged well. <laughs> he's, he's a very ugly stick type hit with lots of times. He hasn't He hasn't aged well. Maybe he was good-looking when he was younger. <gasps> yeah. I reckon she was adopted, I have to say. There you go. That's just me. That's um, a thrilling topic. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Why do you have to bring up something that has nothing to do with games? Just so make... that in the last third Stop. of the show, he can go, we don't have time, we got to move on. <laughs> because, right, because I thought, what would be funny to talk to Duke about because he'd have no idea, but as it happens, he knows who she was. You see, you've got to be careful because he's probably made a parody song on YouTube already about him or her. <laughs> I know. I, know. I haven't, but I have I'm this out. other sound clip ready to go. This podcast is so random. Why have we gone from <laughs> Nigella Lawson? I don't know. To Tupac. Oh, my God. Uh, oh. Yes, I know, yes. No, it's not a party. Yep, yep. Very <laughs> happening place. I get it. 
Oh my god! You haven't happened to have got uh, Jeff Jam Rap Star or something this week? Have you? I Jeff, didn't. I Jeff... put it on my game fly, but it, they, they, they never sent it to me. Who's Jeff Jam? Is oh, Jeff Jam. 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 You don't know about Jeff Jam? You never Jeff heard Jam. Jam. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Jeff first Jam. person they ever signed. And then Jeff, Jeff came in and goes, "Hey, listen, I'm honored that you would name it after me, but I think you should call the label Def Jam." It's getting so random. I'm like, can't even get my words out anymore. You're right. You're right. Jeff Jam. Jam. All you do is, uh, do you I just can't do it. Yeah. I just yeah. can't do it. They're not coming out proper. Um, <laughs> anyway, so do you? You were sort of. Here, sort of last week, or some people yeah, were. I was sick. I was really sick. Uh, <laughs> I'm still obviously. getting over it. Saving your voice. You were saving your voice as we went yeah. along. Yeah. Yeah. And you but were talking about stuff that I just didn't know about or didn't care about. So. Yeah, you just didn't care about any of it, so you just stayed quiet. Didn't have an opinion. I'm not the type of person who'll just throw my opinion into something if I don't have something meaningful to say. Yeah. Okay. Um... It just yeah, fell but... on my bottom into some butterscotch. Luckily, we always talk about things that have very high opinion and, like, you know, value on the show. Yeah, don't well, yeah. we don't I talk care. about sure. random shit. Nigella's or... fondling of sausages. Yeah, yeah. on age. Right. How ugly is a dad? You yeah, know, he's don't... very ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want. To... All right, anyway, <laughs> that's all I can say. Um, right. Anyway, Duke, seeing as you didn't say much at all last week, I thought we'd start with you this week. And right. Because, you know, we've not said anything much for two weeks, so you must have loads to say. I do. I actually have a lot of stuff to talk about. Right, so I'm sitting back. In, yeah. I'm sitting back. I've got my beer. I'm just going to have a couple of, couple of sweets right. of lager while we're listening. Off you go. I'll take a little break from the sound effects, too. <clears throat> Um, first up, I finished Fallout New Vegas. I was like racing to the end and I finished it and it's you all finished done. It? Jesus I finished bro. the story, yeah, the main story. Bro. I didn't finish the whole thing. Is that the way to play it though? It's not, but it's the way I play it. Like it's the way I played Fallout 3 and it's the way I played this. And I was at level 25 when I finished and you should really be level 30 because I barely made it. And I was like on my last stim pack and it was crazy because, you know, you had this sort of, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you know. I assume that each way you go with it, and and I wrote about it on the site. People can read it if they really want to know. There's a lot of different ways the story can go because in Fallout 3, you basically have one or two, and they didn't have much variation. So I feel like they really did a good job branching the story in many different directions. But I expect that in all of them, at the end, you'll have one big fight. And there ain't no big old robot helping you out this time. So... Uh, yeah, I, it was me and my, you know, you have the companions, which is nice, but we were up against this huge enemy. And at one point, like I was getting down to it and my health was low and I was at a stim pack. So I would like, sh- you know, shoot at it and then run around the side and eat some food or something. And then slowly like, build like health. Any, like anyone would do in a normal war. <laughs> exactly. But the funny thing was, I was like shooting and then ducking and shooting and ducking. And, <laughs> uh, point, just a minute, just a minute. I need to have right, this Miles yeah, bar. Just hold on a second. <laughs> right. I need to have some candy here. Yeah. But, uh, the, the guy just turns toward my companions and decides I'm going to start shooting these people now. So he was just, and he ended up like stuck on a box or something. So he was just going after them, but he couldn't really move, and he had his back to me. So I was just <laughs> with the shotgun over and over again. So what you're it saying was, is you're not giving us any spoilers, but there's a big fight at the end with one dude. Oh duh, there's a big fight at the end. Have uh, you got a shotgun? That's it. And you have a shotgun, yeah. and you stand on the box and yeah, eat Mars bars. Play it all. <laughs> Um, so anyway, but whatever. I mean, it's a really good game, and I had a lot of fun with it. The other, the only thing I'm going to say about it, because I wrote about it on the side, I don't want to belabor the point. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's this point where you meet, for the first time, uh, this guy who names himself after Caesar's Palace in Vegas, but he doesn't know how to say it, presumably, so he calls himself Kaiser. 
and it's very silly, but you meet him for the first time, and he asks, uh, among other things, why are you here? And one of the options that you have to say to him is, because you summoned me here, which he did, and I wanted to you know, do some work for you. And this is what he says if you choose that option. And you fell for that? Really? Because I'm going to have you killed now. Really? Was that, you really? Was actually, <laughs> really? Who really? didn't know he was in the game? Uh, I know. Really? Fallout New Vegas? <laughs> you really put that in? Oh, my God. I just thought so. that was too funny. I had to record that. <laughs> okay. So I finished that. Done. Hold on. So we, question. Hold on. Question. Root. Um, how many hours did it take you to finish it? I'd say probably 30 total. No, 35. I looked at it. 35. It was actually 38, but I remember you, putting you it. Did that because, and you didn't, um, like, do any side missions? How many I, did, I, did, I did some side missions, but I clearly didn't do... I, I feel like I probably explored half the map. Like, right. the, the southwest corner, I have no idea what's in the southwest corner, because I didn't really go near it at all. Oh, really? Because yeah. in, a, in my friend's game, he, he was all over there. He was... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing is that, like, there's there, there's this point in the game where you sort of choose which path you're going to go on for the last bits. And so I saved, obviously, right before that, and I'm going to, at some point, you know, with this playthrough, go back to that and just see one of the alternate endings. And then future playthroughs oh, okay. I can go through and do it completely. you going to play it on hardcore or not? I might at some point, but to be honest, the regular game, even without hardcore, is already harder than Fallout 3. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I'll give it a try. Ammo, but... yeah, ammo has weight. How about that? <laughs> well, you know how great I am at preserving my ammo to begin also, with. Also, in hardcore mode, there's a guy that comes around behind you and kicks you in the balls every five minutes. He does. <laughs> That's hard to do from behind, but I guess he's skilled. Yeah, he's got a very curved foot. <laughs> yeah, he he's a gesture, a like gesture. a banana. Um, <laughs> Let me let me ask you. Let me ask you. Better or worse than than Fallout Three? Then? It's really hard to make a judgment. I would say that the 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 biggest difference is the very diverse story paths and the side quests even feel like they're more integrated into it. So I feel like the world is more of a complete whole. And I had two moments in that game that were really heartbreaking. So. I feel cool. like there was an emotional context that was deeper than Fallout 3. Uh, I don't know if I'd say the story itself is really all that great, but that it's a lot of, you know, it's it's more engrossing, I think. You know, if that can be possible, Fallout 3 is very engrossing by itself. But I, I don't know if I'd want to rate them. I mean, Fallout New Vegas has a lot of stuff that's really awesome and some stuff that's not so great, but, um, yeah. Look, I, I'm just really... asking you which one you like the best, Fallout 3 oh, or New like, Vegas. I, like the, I the refuse to answer. Ugh. The fact that it's close... Uh, pleases me you know like the yeah. fact that it's so close it's like okay cool yeah yeah so anyway um i played the demos for need for speed hot pursuit it was fun and Majin, which oh i keep meaning to get around to that and keep forgetting to play it oh, you haven't played it Chin no no yeah no i keep nope. i've downloaded it but i keep it's, getting it to play it it's i mean it's fine i it, have you no know, idea what it is it, okay, is. it looks we looked at at one point yeah it looks aesthetically a bit like Enslaved, isn't it? It's that sort of yeah, very and it, bright it, and... It's sort of Last Guardian-ish in that you have sort of a young male protagonist who has this big, giant thing helping him out. And the gameplay is fine. The graphics are okay. It's oh, hold right. on, yes. Out. I've just you remembered what this is. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. carry on. And, uh... He, you know, there's some interesting stuff. Like at one point, okay, so there's enemies in the next room, right? And you're up on this ledge above it, and you have to sort of jump down and fight the enemies. But the dude says, here, wait. 
you go down there and lure them toward this one spot underneath this wall that's you know crumbling up above, and I'll push it over and crush them. And so that's kind of cool. They have some mechanics like that where you can team up and you know do things like a lot of other games have done, but they seem to be doing it in somewhat new ways. But I won't be playing it because the creature, the Magian, if that's what it's called, he talked like this. Me too, God. <laughs> it's fun to play. I don't know use articles. Ah, oh, I couldn't stand it. It's like shut up. So that was frustrating. But <sighs> it's it's cartoony. You reckon so it would have been I, better if he was a mute? Yeah, I think so. Or just even just if he, you know, if he the way the words he speaks, I don't mind so much. But it was the way he talked. And just talk like this. Just, oh God! I mean, it's like the, the of most of men. Like you got to look after these big. Yeah, buffoon. exactly. Right, right. And then you'll tell him about the rabbits. Yeah. Um, so whatever. Look at the river. Just look at the river. Last one. So careful, you don't spoil nothing. Um, the uh, last weekend, Batman, Arkham Asylum. Oh yes. Oh yeah. So you playing that? Yes. yes. I really had fun with it. I liked it a lot more than I expected good, to. Good. It. Uh, good. You're right. I mean, I played it on easy, so I'm sure that had something to do with it. There were some things about it that were kind of annoying because it was all about. You know, the fight with Ivy, you know, you had to, like, mm. defeat her three times, and the, the damage meter for her goes from white to gray to black, and you yeah. Yeah. go through it each time. And whatever. I mean, it wasn't too I think bad. the worst, I mean, I remember when we talked about it, the worst things about that game were the boss fights, you know. They weren't very well executed. Definitely. But, you know, you feel like a total badass, and you get gadgets, and there's a good variety of things you have to do between finding someone's scent, you know, with the perfume they're wearing or whatever, and... Um, yeah, there's some good surprise moments. And the only uh, the only problem I had with that game is like, why didn't he just take all this gadget stuff on the <laughs> way? <laughs> the like, it, exactly. You know, and it, look, at one yeah. point, I think it's just after you beat Poison Ivy, he calls yeah. it a like an airship. Yeah, he does, so, no doubt. Well, why <laughs> don't you just bring that along? What's the matter with you, you Batman? Raise the whole goddamn asylum and you pin Joker down. So anyway, whatever. It was fun. I recommend, you know, I mean, whatever. They don't need my recommendation. Everybody's been singing its praises for a year, so. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Hero 2. Oh, have you got, got it? it? I got it, baby. Uh... And, of course, the song that I'm having the most fun. Uh, yeah, that yeah, makes it's... more sense. Right. Yes, <laughs> of course. Um it's no, it's good. I like it. There's a lot. The, the gameplay is much better this time around because there's more things you're doing. It's not just pushing buttons, crossfading, and scratching. There's the freestyling. There's the holding the buttons down, and it's 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 a good mix of activities. The problem is, Duke. Shit. Two games. Two games has some some fifty cent in the background. Some fat Joe. Some balling. <laughs> balling. You know what I realized is that I should have given you a. I should have said on last week's podcast, Duke Scat wipes his ass with $600. <laughs> I was actually watching a Channel 1 video before class last week, and someone comes in and they're like, what is that? I'm like, nothing, nothing. Like, oh <laughs> it's nothing is, is, that, is that not on the get back to work filter? <laughs> exactly. Um, DJ Hero 2, it, you know, like I said, the, the gameplay is awesome. You could be the RZA. I didn't know RZA was in it. Awesome. Cool. Sweet. He's a great DJ. Um, but the thing that bugs me is that so many of the songs are these flavor of the month. Say, Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy, jump, Soldier Boy, dance, Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy. Shut up. They've got to put something in for the kids now. I they know. Are. They it can't are. all be 80s and 90s rap music. <laughs> yes, you know, do you know what, though? And they should be. 
Do you know what though? The original mixes of the the single songs on their own are the best that I thought. Absolutely, they got and they got some great stuff on there. Jam on it and push it and pump up the volume and Chemical Brothers and all sorts of good stuff. So I mean, whatever. Generally, I'm loving it. I think I'm glad that I rented it rather than bought it. But I can see myself getting it used at some point because I mean, I shit, I got the turntable. Why not? Um. The other thing I've been playing is Saboteur. Yeah, saw that. I know you didn't like it, Jamie. <laughs> Stuart, have you played this at all? Nope. Never played it. Because I'm actually loving it. I'll do I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'll I'm, do you uh, one. Uh, <laughs> is it tons of ammo? <laughs> you do have a lot of ammo. And oh, there you, you go. Go back to the – when you die and you're back in the HQ, you just have to go see the arms dealer. and He'll just give you a gun again. See, You see, that's, that's Duke's way of reviewing a game. <laughs> Tons of ammo. Oh, it's a good game. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I actually almost quit it because it felt – I was so much like, okay, you got to sneak around. You got to wear the Nazi uniforms and this and that and the other thing. But then I realized, you know what? It's not about not being seen. It's about getting away once you've done what you need to do. About blowing shit up. Yeah, and like running in and planting the dynamite and then running out and getting away. Like that's what it's about. And I would say that the game is – Equal parts GTA, Assassin's Creed, and Mercenaries Playground of Destruction, which, of course, was a great game back in the day. Not Mercenaries 2, the original one. But there are things about it that I'm not liking. For instance, uh, I don't know. There's all these achievements. I, I, did, I played the game for like 10 minutes, and I had 50 achievement points or something. It was ridiculous. And the accent, the, the voice acting is not very good at all. I think you mentioned that, Chinny, when you were I'm Irish, and I like drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and and it even fluctuates within a sentence. I mean, I'll see you at the victory party. It's like, wait a minute, what happened to the Irish accent? The effects when they're doing fire, and it's a pretty integral part of the game, stuff blowing up, setting on fire. But the fire looks weak. It looks like some sort of weird party streamers or something. Um, I like the thing with the color palette. When you clear an area, you inspire hope that it turns Didn't to color. I mean, it's... Like the graphics look worse, though, when they're in color. Yeah, well, obviously, you get to see a lot of the... You know, stuff. Right. But that's not the point, man. The right. graphics aren't anything to write home of. And there's a lot of glitching. There was one thing where this guy, I was talking to one dude, and this other guy was coming running up, and he was running backwards. And I was like, what is that about? <laughs> and people are, like, popping in and stuff. And it, there's some dumb... Did you notice know, the same thing as me, is where there's, there's only about four different character models for civilians. Oh, yeah. Oh, and absolutely. everyone looks the same. It's, it it exactly. is like the, the clone exactly. city. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know, well, you're, I mean, you're really becoming the hero of the underdogs, aren't you? I guess so. You know, between quantum uh, solids, and... he liked it too. So yeah, that's all right. It's just it goes to show that everybody's got to try each game for themselves yeah. and, and see, you know, why does somebody not like it or do like it, and and then judge for yourself. You know, if if it's something that you don't really mind so much, like I'm not a huge graphics person, so for me, it's not a big deal. That maybe maybe. Graphics. Maybe you could start a new website like the Crap Game Appreciation Society or something. Dot Maybe com. I could. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, fast load times. It does seem like it loads pretty quickly, so I like that. And did you like the, the strippers? Okay. Did you like the strippers? Well, I did download the because it came with a little card for the redeeming thing, and it's like you can unlock the midnight show, which has real tits. And so I was like, I don't know. And then it's like an extra place to hide and stuff. And I was like, all right, I could use an extra place to hide or something. So yeah, I that's what won't get round for. Yeah, <laughs> that well, was it. You know, that was the yeah. real reason. But uh, you know, the voice acting. Oh man, um, there's this one woman who's she's this French woman, and she's like. Uh, Luke is a real hero. His name is being whispered as a champion all over Paris. No French person would say Paris. 
They would say Paris. It's just ridiculous. So, but apart from, I mean, whatever. Gameplay is fun, and I'm having a good time with it. So, that's me done. <laughs> well, I got Singularity, but I haven't played it yet. But that's yeah. Oh, got Singularity. Cool, blimey! You going through these games. Yeah, Man, GameFi is really. I, I'm really happy I joined it. So. Thank you. Oh, oh yeah. You were complaining at first, but well, I'm always complaining yeah, about things. True. But they're coming into their own now, are they? Yeah, well, you know. Well, I did what Greg said. I took everything off my list except for stuff I really, really wanted. And so I'm just looking to see what happens when they have none of the games in that I really want. What are they? Are you gonna you send did me what email? Greg said. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> did really? Chinny, did you really tell me that I should listen to Greg? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Chinny, what have you? No, no, you should go next, Jim. Me? Okay, I'll go next then. Um, well, I've not been playing a ton of stuff. I have been playing some stuff, though. Which, in the main, has to be said, has been Red Dead Undead Nightmare again. You talked about this last week, yeah. I did talk about this last still week. Loving still loving it? I'm still loving it, and I did a side mission that made me feel really terrible, I have to say. Good. It made me feel really bad, like, oh, I feel really bad now. Good. I felt, I felt like a total bastard, to be honest. I like games that, that kind of provoke those emotions. It did. It did. Right. I felt like a total bastard. And I was like, I didn't expect that. And it was completely unexpected in the way it ended. I was like, not ready for it at all. I've, I felt the same in, in another Rockstar game in GTA when I killed Dwayne. Yeah. Well, horrible. It's, it's horrible. sort of similar to that. It's Careful. To that. Careful. I know, I know. I don't want to give anything away. But uh, yeah, I'm really, really loving it. I've seen the first sort of signs of some sort of glitching. Uh, yeah, well, you know, there's there's plenty of stuff. Which is in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, yeah. I killed a zombie. Donkey killed woman. Zombie. No, no, but but quite funny. I killed a zombie. It had no head or anything. And um, when I turned around and came back, like to look, there was just the top half of its body sticking out of the floor. Yeah. Uh, but it was moving around like it was some sort of weird fish in its sort of final. Oh, that's easy to explain. Death it, had, it had no legs, and it was just walking around on its hands. <laughs> just really weird. And then it completely, like, it got sort of ejected out of the floor, like it was being given birth to. And then it just lay dead again. It was just the weirdest thing. So that that happened. It's um, kind of distracting when an undead zombie creature <laughs> looks weird. You don't want that <laughs> yeah. in your zombie. No, but when you, when you've actually you don't look like a normal zombie. <laughs> when you built it, and it was sort of laid yeah, dead a minute ago, and then it started... We're just- messing with you. Yeah, it disappears into the floor. It was very weird. But yeah, I've got to say, that I'm in Mexico now, so it is, it's following the same sort of pattern as the original game. Cool. Yeah, so you sort of start, but you start off near tall trees, so you start off at, at obviously your homestead um, and then move move across into New Austin and then obviously down into Mexico. So, so yeah, I'm in Mexico at the moment and uh, yeah, it was weird, right, because um, you have to finish all the side, like the side missions in the first part of the game before it'll allow you to move into New Mexico. So I was riding around for ages trying to figure out why, you know, because it was a side mission I hadn't finished, mm. and I thought, well, I'm assuming you don't, you know, it's only a side mission, not a story mission. I don't have to finish that because you know it'll just happen, uh, and it didn't. And as soon Is as it I... on the map though, does it show up on the map? Yeah, no, well, no. You had started it, Stu. Yeah, said. I'd started it. I'd started it, but I hadn't. I just hadn't finished. But maybe it. it's just that you can't have anything outstanding, like anything going on. Well, it obviously like... seemed that way because there was obviously no markers or anything in Mexico. Nothing, you know. I couldn't figure out what the hell I was supposed to do. Went yeah. back, finished. I thought, well, I'll I'll make sure all the towns are safe. So I did all of that. 
That still didn't make any difference. So I thought, well, I'll finish the side mission, did that, ping, as soon as I did it, Mexico opened up and away I went. So it was a bit weird. It's a bit weird that way. Well but, done. But apart from that, it's been really good. You know, it's getting a little bit repetitive, And but I found out something. Oh, it's like the main game then, when you get to Mexico, it gets a bit boring. Yeah, because you're still saving the towns and all that sort of, and it's the same every time. You just have to shoot all the zombies till they're all dead. Is there a zombie version of that song that plays when you first go into Mexico? No. Brains. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's quite, the way you go into Mexico is quite cool. It is quite cool. Cool. Um, but what 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 they've done to make the game more difficult as you go along is when you get to a new uh, town, there's obviously the, the way it works. You get like a meter and then a number of dots, and basically every time you fill up the meter, every time you kill so many zombies, it fills the meter and one of your dots gets filled. And when you filled all of the dots, you get a final wave of zombies, kill them, and then the town's safe. So that's how it works. But as you get into Mexico, the towns have way more dots. So, like, in New Austin, you might have had three or four or five, maybe. In Mexico, they start off at five, and the last town I saved had about eight. So, it's sort of, and it takes lots, ages. Lots of Mexican zombies. Yeah, lots of ammo and stuff. And then Kwame uh, was talking to me today, and he said, Oh, no, no, do you know what you have to do? You have to get wherever the survivor is, you know, the main survivor, and just give him ammo. And every time you give him ammo, it fills a dot up. I was like, huh. Well, I will do that next time rather than stand there for about 25 minutes shooting all the zombies one afternoon. Yeah. So, so you give somebody ammo and it fills the dot up? Yeah, it fills the dot because obviously you're helping to keep the town safe by providing ammo to them. And he said you only use a few ammo each time you do it. So you just oh. give them ammo and, it fill, and you can save a town really quick. So I'm just going to do that next time. <laughs> so That's good advice. But... Um, I have talked quite a lot about the single player, but I have been playing the multiplayer today. Uh, no. with so I've been having a go of the uh, overrun mode, and oh. I've got this to is say, horde mode, I assume, sort of. But it's it's not. It is like horde, but it's different as well. Um, and I, I sort of gave some duff information last week because I was relaying secondhand stuff without playing it myself. So, oh dear, yeah. uh, but yes, I played. <laughs> and it is it is different. The way it works, okay. The way it works is you start off. And you get waves of zombies, like you would. The way you get it is not killing zombies, but it's opening coffins. So there's these coffins dotted about. And uh, every time you open a coffin, you get extra time added to your meter. So that's, so that's how it works. Is uh, there a reason for that? I mean, do they give any logical... Well, in the, in the single-player game, one of the very first missions you have to do is, is clear out graveyards. And the way you clear them out is by opening coffins. Okay. So you have to... You know, kill the undead. So I assume it's just an association with that. But gotcha. beyond that, not a lot else, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then every time you get, you know, you get so many, you get sort of bonus ammo and and stuff like that. So it's it's very cool, though. I did, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I had a bit of fun. I didn't play it for a, a long time, probably about an hour. Um, but it soon goes. It's very much like the horde mode in Gears of War. You know, where you start playing it and think only sort of half an hour's gone by, and you have a look and an hour and a half's gone past. You know, it, it's sort of really. Uh, it's quite sort of addictive to start, and it starts up pretty quick, you know. So, yeah, enjoyed that. And then the other game I've been playing um, quite a lot of this week is A Shadow's Tale. So I've finally got... Ooh. Yeah, I've been... yeah. Oh, that's the Mickey Mouse one? No. No. No, that's the Disney... That's There's some the Disney Epic, one coming out. Epic Mickey. Epic, Epic Mickey. Mickey. Okay, what's Shadow's Tale? It was called uh, Lost in Shadows originally. 
Okay. That's what it was called when it was first announced, and they changed the name to A Shadow's Tale. Uh, and it's very Ico-ish, even though I've not played the game. You know, a lot of references <laughs> have been made towards that, and sort of that sort of very muted, oil-painting-looked uh, art style. Mm. And basically, the game starts, and it's just called Boy, and he's sort of hung at the top of a tower in between two sort of pillars. Is he uh, well hung at the top of the tower? <laughs> he could be well hung. I didn't. I didn't take much. not on the Wii. He's not. No, not on the Wii. Um, anyway, as you sort of, see... I know, yeah. So he looks unconscious, and you know, you can obviously tell something's not quite right. And then this big dark night with burning red eyes comes sort of out of the shadows of the the tower at the top, and then this big massive sword materializes in his hands, uh, and he does this big swipe. Uh, but when it sort of shows, you know, the next view, you can see the boy. And his shadow becomes detached from his body and sort of mm-hmm. curls up on the floor. Uh, he then proceeds to pick it up and chuck it over the side of the tower. So that's the sort of setup for the game. So yes. he throws you over the side as, as the shadow. And you, basically the whole point of the game is to get back to your body at the end, I would assume. So that's, it looks that's... more Ico or uh, Limbo than Ico. Yeah, it, does, it has got some similarities with Limbo as well, but it's not... It is dark, it is dark, but it's not quite as unrelenting, you know, Limbo was very sort of, you know, you get something wrong, you're dead, and that's mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. it. Uh, with this, the, the sort of, there is saw blades and all that sort of weird stuff going on, and weird spider things that you have to fight, and other weird enemies that have no idea what they are, that sort yeah. of spit out stuff at you and things like that. Um, I like it, I like the style of it, I like the platforming works pretty well and the climbing and all that sort of stuff but the the puzzles are pretty rudimentary there's nothing too taxing so far it just involves usually uh, manipulating stuff in the foreground now you have a thing at the beginning called spangle uh, which sort of appears which is like a, a little furry type thing with wings and stuff and that's what you control with the Wiimote to manipulate objects in the game but there's no explanation as to where Spangles from or what you know what it is or anything like that. It's just sort of the um, and the way you get the sort of story is you pick up memories as you go through the game. So as you're sort of going along, there's sort of shimmery bits and you can interact with them and then it'll tell you a memory from his head. You know what he's thinking or what's happened and stuff like that. And uh, it's okay, you know, it, it sort of pieces again. And every time you get one of them, it increases the amount of health you've got, but it's the weight of his shadow. So you get point ten of a gram added to your to your shadow weight. So yeah, uh, the com yeah the combat I'm not the combat's very simplistic. It's sort of just a three hit combo, and that's all you can do. There's no evade move. Uh, it feels a lot. I'll tell you what it feels a lot like the original Prince of Persia. That's what it feels a lot like playing it. You know, it's quite it can be quite unforgiving and. The your reach is very short, so I always seem to be just short of the enemy and don't, don't hit it when I start swinging, which is a real problem because the enemies tend to have a longer reach than you. Yeah. Um, to get through some of the... As you gotta start getting into it, you know, so, so as the levels become a bit more complicated and you've got to ma- manipulate a lot of stuff and you, you sometimes revisit bits you've already been to, yeah. if you get killed at the end of that level, right, it, you get the, the classic game over screen. And it takes you right back to the beginning of the level again. All yeah. the way back. And oh, dear. The, yeah, which is proper frustrating. You know, if you've gone through a lot of stuff. And the only save points that you come across are called shadow corridors. Um, 
which basically are like a like a shadowy cave entrance. You go in it, and then you're sort of taken out of the real world in the well, <laughs> what is the real world in the game into this other area. And there's like some manipulation puzzles in there where you can change the perspective by turning the level around mm-hmm. uh, from left to right, so you can get the shadows where you need them to be. And then you get out of the other end, it, then it dissolves and just replenishes your health, but you get a save point at the same time. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be the only way you can actually save. It's it's very very odd. Um, but I like it. I mean, there's some cool stuff going on. The, you can change the light perspective with some of the puzzles. You can, you know, you get like a little slider either left or right or up or down, and it'll change which direction the light's coming from, which obviously changes the shadows in it. In turn. Uh, I was going to say, how, how much does the uh, Wii controls come into effect? Not, not a ton. I mean, the only, the only way the Wii controls come into effect is with Spangle. Which obviously you just move like her or him, whatever it is, around the screen using the Wii mode, and and you press just B, and then anything you can interact with glows sort of up, and then you just sort of put it over it, and away you go. So you just move bits of the scenery around and stuff. Mm. So, but I've played it probably for about two two and a half hours, uh, in, and you get this the, the sort of a an XP sort of thing. So every time you kill an enemy, you get these sort of purple orbs that level up and you sort of, you know, level up like a bit like an RPG, but the only thing it affects is how how much your attacks affect the enemy, so it makes your attack a bit, but it's so, you can barely tell any difference, to be honest, between one level and the next, and you have to collect quite a lot before you level up, and then it doesn't seem to make a hell of a lot of difference, to be honest. Mm. So, it's sort of cool and frustrating in equal parts. Yeah. I'm looking at the trailer now, and I mean, yeah, it, the, 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 the scenery definitely has an Ico-ish feel to it. So I can see that. Pushing and pulling stuff and boxes and stuff. Yeah, it's very yeah. industrial looking, you know, and it, yeah. it does definitely have a feeling of limbo. And it does, it, it is a bit disturbing and a little bit like, you know, because it's a little boy sort of thing. And you see him as a boy at the beginning, I think, and that sort of probably helps yeah. to make it a little bit more... You know, there's more of a connection with him than there is in Limbo because Limbo is right. just this black little boy. You know, with this, you've seen him as a as a person before you yeah. sort of play as his shadow. But it's cool. I like some of the perspective stuff they did. That's that's pretty cool. You know, and it does work. You know, it is well done. You know, it is well made and everything. But I don't know. It's sort of good, but I'm not blow. I thought I was going to really love it, and and I sort of like it, but I'm not like loving it. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glad just, a bit, just a bit shallow. I don't. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit shallow. And I think it's not as innovative as I thought it was gonna be. I was expecting some really clever stuff to be done with the lights and the shadows and stuff, and it, it and, and there is, but it's not like it does. It doesn't kind of wears off after a while. Yeah, like. and it doesn't twist your noodle enough. You're not sort of sat there scratching your head for a bit trying to work out. I would have preferred more of the puzzly stuff, but like real head scratching stuff than sort of these spiders and god knows what else that like you have to fight all the time. You reckon that's part of because it's in the on the Wii? Like they worry that they'll alienate too many casual gamers or younger people if they no, the I don't, puzzles I don't are think, too tricky. I don't think it is. I just don't think they maybe had enough ideas on how to sort of utilize it. I think they had a really good idea to begin with, but yeah. they just didn't flesh it out enough. Right. You know, with something like Braid, he took a simple idea and then you know, completely, so you end up with brain meltdown at the end of it all. With this, it's just sort of a cool idea, but just doesn't go far enough. Yeah. Is is how I really felt. So there you go. There you go. 
Uh, and uh, apart from that, I've not really been playing a lot of anything else, to be honest, this week. It's been a fairly quiet week for me. You know, it's just been mainly loads more Red Dead and, uh, yeah, and, uh, Shadow's Tale. So there you go. Zombies and Shadows. Indeed. Indeed. So what about you, Chini, then? Um, trying to remember now. Uh, played some Left 4 Dead 2. Still playing that. And you're a fiend! I know, you've had a real resurgence in that, haven't you? Because you never really played it and now you can't stop. Well, they didn't have it before. Well, true. True. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm still enjoying that. I've played the last campaign. I've done the gnome achievement. I've carried that gnome all the way. Did you? Oh, yeah. you, you really are a glutton for punishments, aren't you? Wasn't, it wasn't that difficult, actually. It's not, not difficult. For you. It's not it's a just, oh, it was a piece of cake. It was very it? easy. I just carried the To name. be honest, I didn't carry the gnome. Um, for most of it, it was my mate Ben. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what? And then you just picked it up at the end and got the achievement. No, no, we all get it. Everybody in the game gets it. So. Ah, fair enough then. I didn't realize you could share it that way. I thought it had to be you. Nope. Uh, so d- doing that, played, finished, uh, Medal of Honor. Okay. And the single player's okay. It has its moments and it's fun. Better or worse than Modern Warfare 2? Oh, doesn't even compare. It really, it really makes you appreciate how good Call of Duty is. Um, too many scripted events. You know those scripted events that happen in Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. They don't happen very often in Call of Duty, and when they do, you kind of you feel like there, there are, there's some relevance there, and you know there's something going on. Medal of Honor, just, it just happens all the while for no reason. Just... I mean, you said this last week at the beginning, you got a few, but I wondered if they might sort of tail no, off after they, the they first keep, initial no, impact. They keep happening. Um, and it's just completely for effect, you know. It's 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 there because it's it wants to be there, not not because it needs to be there. Uh, I, I don't know. It just, it, it's, it's okay. But the, the, I mean, the, the single player is still good. I enjoyed it. I, th- I still think people have been too harsh on it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was alright, and yeah, it's about as long as a, as a Modern Warfare 2, so it's not it's not too long. I think, Duke, if you played the single player, you'd have fun with it. It's not too eh, bad. I can see yeah, myself picking it up when it's real cheap. But, yeah, oh yeah, look, you know, not even that, just rent it, and you'd be done with it for yeah. like, I mean, you could finish it in a day, like one Sunday, and you're yeah. done. Multiplayer. So you've no, you've no, I was just going to say, you've no compulsion to keep hold of it for the multiplayer then? Multiplayer, well, I have a lot of friends that play Call of Duty a lot, right, and Battlefield a lot, and so this this kind of first-person shooter is right up their street, right up their alley, and they're not playing it now. They was when it came out, and they're not playing it now, which isn't a good sign, and um, mm-hmm. I was I was speaking to one of them, and he, he said, Chin, don't bother trying the multiplayer, and I says, no, I want to try it, he says, don't do it. <laughs> It'll frustrate you. Ah, my eyes are burnt. Um, and for the first hour or so, I was getting all right. And then when you reach level four, something happens, and you just get shot from everywhere. I think it's like the games that you start to go in. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, it, they group it, you with other noobs if you yeah. when you're out. So you start off with noobs when you start out, but when you when you get a bit better, it puts you with people who've been playing the game since. I remember they did that with World yeah. at War, didn't they? Yeah, but like, I don't know, it wasn't so frustrating in that. This, it's just, oh my god, you just get the killed. The difference all, is very stark, it's, it's not balanced at all. The the, the levels are not that interesting. Uh, you know, it's Would just, you say it's closer to 
a Modern Warfare 2 style of multiplayer, Bad Company style, or Operation Flashpoint? It's like um, Bad Company, but mm-hmm. take everything out of Bad Company that makes Bad Company Bad Company. Yeah. So all the, the co-op stuff, the squad stuff, yeah. you know, all that, take like all that out, and... and then you're left with this very boring, flat multiplayer that's trying to be Call of Duty, where, and yeah. it feels like bad company and it's it's it doesn't reach either one of them and it's rushed and you can tell it's rushed and the mm-hmm. two games the single player and the multiplayer feel completely different the controls are different well, you said they're different engines didn't you yeah they're different engines the, the, the yeah. controls are different yeah. the controls that's are different that's just weird um you know look, I, I didn't even know i had a grenade launcher for ages in multiplayer <laughs> I mean, they're not drastically different. Not, it's not like left trigger to shoot or anything, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, there is that, like, you can tell that this game was made separately. Yeah. Uh, even when the character walks, like, the, the gun bobs up and down a little bit. You know in Battlefield there, the gun, like, yeah. really bobs up and down. Um, not a big thing, not a game changer at all, but you can just tell, it's like, this is a different game. This isn't the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's just, it really feels like some crappy add-on maps that they've put on. And it's yeah. just super frustrating. It's not balanced. I just, I just kept on dying. It's really cheap. There's no kill cam. It doesn't even point into the direction. You know in mm. Battlefield where it gives you a little camera of who just shot yeah. you? Yep. Uh, does that in Modern Warfare 2, it gives you the kill cam. We're in so ex- we expect that so much at this point. But it, there's a reason why it's there, though. It's because yeah. multiplayer games are hard, and you yeah. need that. You know, I mean, it, there is a hardcore mode um, in Medal of Honor. I didn't bother playing it, but that's where it should be. <laughs> if you don't want to kill Cam or any indication where the other person is, you should put it in the hardcore mode. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, and it's just all the all the game types seem the same to me. I couldn't mm. tell the difference really, yeah. and it even used the same sound effects when you got the same badges. It's the same mm. sound effect popped up as Bad Company. It was yeah. just like, why am I playing? I'll just play Bad Company if I want to play this type of multiplayer. Yeah. Stupid. So, and all the unlockables and stuff were just not worth it. Not worth it at all. <laughs> it looks, it's like they knew they had a bad multiplayer game because they just hand you all the achievements. You know, you <laughs> yeah, because they don't often put achievements in the multiplayer games anymore. Well, they, do they, they split it halfway. They 500, 500. So, God, I used to hate that. But um, Battlefield I, did, and I thought it was pretty good the way they did. No, it. but I used to think if I'm not bothered about playing the multiplayer, which most of the time I'm not, why can't I have the achievements? It's just stupid. Because you have to achieve them. Whatever. The yeah, by getting shot by loads of forty. Why you say that, that about the single player? Whatever. Really player. Oh, that's like saying I don't like Borderlands, but I have to play to get the achievements. <laughs> no, it's no, it's not because for me the biggest component for me is a single player game. I'm not yeah. bothered about multiplayer and. I, I yeah. feel like you shouldn't... I mean, some of them were stupid. Some achievements in old games for multiplayer. I mean, what was that one on the, the Madden game? There's one. Was it Madden or one of those games where you had to get 2,000 or 10,000 people playing at the same time online or something yeah, stupid? Yeah, yeah some really stupid... Right. I mean, no doubt. There's ways to do it bad and there's ways to do it good, but I don't have a problem with him giving me some achievements for online stuff. No. Especially because anyway. I play so many games like Battlefield and Modern Warfare 2 online. So whatever. The, the thing is, though, like you know, I mean, in in Bad Company Two, they the, the give you achievement for playing for fifteen minutes, you know, yeah. or, and reaching a certain level in a class. Mm-hmm. You know, it's bad when the achievements are play this mode. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> play this bad. mode, and yeah. then play this mode, and then play every class for two minutes each. 
They were just like, even screw it. Just, just put the dumb achievement. It's like they're begging. You might as well put please on the end of it. Please yeah. play this. <laughs> but that's even, I mean, that even shows they have no imagination or didn't have much imagination anyway to actually do that. You know, or that was just lazy they, sort they of. They knew yeah. it was a bad game. Yeah. But, you see, we all thought, you know, they did uh, Medal of Honor Airboard and we were all like, oh, yeah, that was rubbish and all that sort of stuff. Well, the multiplayer people didn't do Medal of Honor Airborne. I don't know. No, no, they didn't. It was dice, but I mean the game as a whole in general. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know who made Medal of Honor Airborne. You know, I'm probably no the idea. Same team. That's probably I've no idea who made it. But you know, that was pretty much sort of slammed, and you know, everyone said it was rubbish. So you thought they were going to come back with something cool, and everyone was going to like it. And it was going to be really good, and it was going to be like a, you know, a threat to the Call of Duty crown and all that. Uh, and it's just the same again, by the sounds of it. It's just the as bad. Problem is though, Shim. It's done what it had to do. Oh, it's sold? It's sold. And the, it's done what it had to do. It, it, it had to be a first-person shooter. It had some, some cool moments in it and a multiplayer and some XP and then it sells. Bang. And there'll they'll be a sequel. Don't worry. There'll be yeah. another one. And it's done exactly what EA probably knew it wasn't that great or as good as Call of Duty, but they, they knew that that's all they needed. They didn't. Have I mean, a lot it's of something time. new. It, it seems like, yeah, like there's a way for military shooters to fill. A, to they're much more uh, people who play them. I think are much more willing to give another one a try, even if it's just sort of the same sort of thing they've seen or done anything new. Just because they want some sort of new way of playing the game that they've been playing. So Modern Warfare 2 comes out, and then Bad Company comes out, and then Medal of Honor comes out, and they just it feels like they're willing to just move from one to the other. In terms of getting that multiplayer fix, Some I guess it's lucky guess. that they came out before Call of Duty. That's not. Yeah, no doubt. That wasn't. Uh... Well, they picked. I mean, to be fair, they picked that sort of almost dead zone window. Where you know, if you, dead if zone you... window. What? What? what they like that. They like that. that. You like that. that that sort of window between sort of the end of August, you know, up to the end of September. Know, there's or, a lot of games coming out now. There are, but they, they picked no a good multi, slot. There's no there's no multiplayer, but massive multiplayer games like military shooters. Yeah, they picked uh, a good window for it, and you know, it was it, it looked good enough for people to go out and buy it. Just on, you know, it almost harkened back to the old days of looking at the box art and going, "Huh, it's got oh, totally, modern, yeah. yeah, I'm going to buy that. And and, oh, not, and the game that... turns out to be crap. You well, know that, what that I mean? Sniper Ghost Warrior sold a lot yeah. because it's cool. So there is that that crowd that just look at the box and go, yeah, yeah, I'll there is. that. There is. Um, I, think, I think that still happens now. You know, there's still people who don't do any research. And I guess we're, we're sort of the exception to the rule, you know, on, on those sorts of things. But there are people who, you know, Pick up a box and look on the back and go, yeah, that looks cool. I'm gonna buy that, you know, and that yeah. and that's unfortunately what happened. I mean, interestingly enough, today I saw a, a trailer for The Force Unleashed Two, and you know, it had all the CG stuff where he blasts Darth Vader through all these corridor walls, and you know, and he's got a big finger. Not actual in-game footage. You're not kidding. That wasn't in-game footage. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You know, it just looked like a movie. I mean, and, and I've noticed you've been playing that quite a lot today. So, what did you think of that then? Um, yes, I've been playing the Star Wars: The Force Unleashed two today, and uh, I'm one of the people that actually liked uh, the first Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. I thought the story was good. It was well told. There's many layers there. You know, this thing is his dad and he's Vader's apprentice and he's conflict between like, good and bad. And then there's this love interest and all this jazz. Um, 
and it was cool and it was a nice neat package like Bioshock you know it was a nice neat package and it started and finished and spoilers he died at the end of the first one so the second one he's a clone yeah well we sort of knew that didn't we from the demo because that's how yes, the demo yes. starts so we knew but, that but is he a clone now yeah and I'll tell you, yes, he is a clone because I saw him die in the first one. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, so, yes, he is a clone. But... Look, they, look, they've got technical sort of medical stuff in the future. They could bring him back to life. Obviously. Whatever. Well, he technically, he, d- he died twice in the first one. So, yeah. yeah. But the, it's, uh, I think I'm near the end now of this game and I can't remember any of it. It feels like... There's, there's only one part which was quite cool. And it does have its little bits, you know, that are all right. But there's one part that I remember where I fought this massive thing. And the rest feels like the same level. And really? Like, the, the, you see, all because... The other levels, all the other levels in the first one were varied. There was all these cool boss fights and there was varied. Uh, there was different characters and things going on. And it was a better story. I actually thought the story of The Force Release was better than any of the prequels that came out. Uh, and this one, the story, the story's just not there. It's just like, oh. Yeah, I actually read an interview with the developer, and he was saying that um, they actually did the story first because he felt that was the most important thing about the game. And I then remember built, you saying that back in the Yeah, day. and then built the game around it. So from what people <laughs> say, it doesn't really sound like no, the case. No, what happened, what happened is, right, they started off making the first one with this massive passion for Star Wars and really wanted to tell a story about Darth Vader's secret apprentice and also make a game based around using the Force. Kicking ass with the Force was the slogan they used to say around the developer house. But then <laughs> Lucas Hartz, where can Lucas Hartz, Lucas Arts, said, well, we need another one of those because it sold really, really well. You know why? It's because it's Star Wars. So can you make another one? But he dies. We can't. That was it. Like, we want to move on and make another thing there, maybe an Indiana Jones game. No, we want another Star Wars game. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Give me the check later. That's what happened. What have you got to tell me that's so fucking important? There's no one on board, sir. According to the law, the crew abandoned ship right after takeoff. Good. That takes care of one little piggy. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what, though? You see, I, you know, we all played the demo, and we all thought the demo was really good, didn't we? We all yep. sort of came away from the demo going, wow, that was really cool. And yep. it's so disappointing, isn't it, when the game doesn't live it's, up to the demo. The, the levels are just kind of blur. There's, as I said, there's one moment in the game where you think, okay, cool, but it does... The, the, the fight itself, that you, there's two parts to a, this boss fight. The first part is the big problem I had with Darksiders' boss fight, whereas this big, gigantic guy who could squash you in two seconds but doesn't, and he takes forever to squash you, and it's like, oh, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, there's a lot of free-falling in the game as well. This uh, Starkiller, who's, which is the name of the, the, the protagonist or whatever, he, uh, he likes to fall a lot. And luckily, he, he survives. He, I mean, I haven't... I, I don't know the statistics on free-falling without a parachute, but I'm pretty sure it's not good. But he does it quite a lot and survives, so... He's know. a Jedi Master, dude. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if he's a Jedi Master, actually, but anyway. Well, he's a Jedi Apprentice. He's definitely a Jedi. Um, they can fall better than us. So, you know, that, 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 that happens a lot. And, yeah, it's just... It's just all of it's just a bit bland and boring, and I, I, the, the story just isn't isn't as complex as the first one. And I'm using complex as a good thing, you know, because 
there were so many different things going on in the first one. It, it just really felt like a, a movie, you know, like as good as a Star Wars movie. This feels like DLC. This feels like a few, four or five levels extra that they could have put on a DLC. Uh, the only tr- like gameplay, new gameplay thing that they're going on is the Jedi mind tricks, right? And that's just left trigger, press Y, and then the person <laughs> jumps. Yeah. And you don't you don't even use it that much. It's not that great because you know what. The enemy is really weak. So if you get a stormtrooper to fight like a mech, guess who's going to win? The, yeah. the mech, right? And it's it's just it it feels too much like the same thing. It's just the same thing over and over again. There's there's another part where it tries to be this epic battle, like like a ship's crashing into a planet, and it really tries, and it's just boring. It just press X, press B, press Y. Well done, you landed on the planet. It's just ah. Oh. Sorry, what did you say is the only new innovative thing in the game? Jedi mind tricks. Yeah! Yeah! Yo, Bill, what up, Daddy? Sorry, there's a good rap group called Jedi Mind Tricks. See, we would have had no idea what the hell that rap was. But somebody was listening and they went, Oh, dude, JMT, yeah! Yeah, Yeah. and it's really just... It does feel like DLC, and I'm not complaining about the the length of it or anything. Just the the story is, ah, oh, I think I'm a clone. What about that 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 girl that I used to fancy when I wasn't a clone? Where is she? Oh, she's in trouble. All right then, sweet. Do you know? Do you know when you think like you know they're charging full price for that game? You know we're talking for, uh, and it'll sell well. Oh. And it'll sell because it's Star Wars. And yet, you can get Red Dead Undead Nightmare for 800 points, which is what about eight quid, seven quid, eight quid. Which is nothing, and you get in. Like, I've been playing that for in the story, just even in the single player mode for six and a half hours already, and I'm I'm only fifty percent done with it. You know, I'm yeah. still got loads to do, and I just think you know it's it's some of the best value DLC I think I've ever bought. You know, and I don't know how you're beginning to compare these, and I have got uh, a little topic. I'm not comparing them. I know, I know. I've got a little little topic after the the break just to just to have a quick chat about you know how we think they should be moving forward as a media you know how how did he move forward did he carry on being disc based games no matter what it is or or should they be looking at other ways of of releasing games you know and even releasing things for free and doing the micro transaction route like a lot of pc games are doing now so we can have a chat about that after after we've done quamry and and see what we think uh I'll just say a, a couple more things about the Force Unleashed, and then I'll uh, I'll shut up about it. But um, so you're a clone, right? So why does he care about this chick? All right, he shouldn't. Do, do clones carry on memories? And then, yeah, of course. If you it's just like when you yeah, get, of course do. Someone gets born. The from their mother, they had all the memories from their mother. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of I say I guess there's a lot of speculation if you could really clone a person, would they? I don't they think a clone. But they could, I mean, who know, nobody knows, do they? Because no one's done it. No, but yeah, but like you, you can clone animals. There's there's yeah. herds of cattle that are cloned animals. Yeah, but, yeah, but I don't I, think they have the memories me. of who they're cloned. Excuse from. me, sheep. Do you remember who your mum is? No, but I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> but you can't ask them, can you? So we don't know, do we? Well, let's, let's clown someone, right? I guess. I, I bet they won't have the memory of their clown. I guess it depends whether you're religious or not, because a lot of people believe the spirit is a separate thing to the body and mind. Whatever. You know, no, no that. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 
Where do, how do you find stuff like YouTube, that? YouTube, baby! Oh, my God. So, but, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to chase... The, the whole plot is he's trying to find this chick, right? Yeah. And then there's, what, yeah. there's one part where you land on this planet, right? And then... Like, that, that's a cutscene, obviously. And then you get out of the ship, like, you walk it around, and you collect some stuff, and then you walk to a cave, and then another cutscene comes on. It's like, why did you... What, you never go back to that area again? Why just blend those cutscenes together? Bang! I just saved you two weeks of developing that stupid little thing that you made me walk around. Done. <laughs> and Yoda's outside, and he, like, he's just like, you know, you're looking after this cave, and Yoda says, I don't know. All right, go in if you want. And then he just sees, like, that chick in danger, and he's like, oh, I've got to help her. Screw her. Who cares? Just, oh, Do you geez. have a responsibility oh. to your clone? Uh, whatever. Did you see Futurama with Qbert? Uh, I probably have, but uh, yes. I can't remember. It just it just doesn't feel as good as the first. Done. You know, I might even take it off my rental list, because I Please think there's other stuff I'd prefer to play, to be honest. I love the first one. I thought that it was a great story. Better than, you know, episode one, two, and three. Um, this is just... Maybe maybe I should put the first one on instead and play that, because yes, I've never played should. it. Yeah. I've never played it's it. Maybe I much, should. Much better. The, the, the levels are so much more, much more interesting. There's... You feel like you use the force more like, in different ways, and no, it just—I mean, it doesn't look as good. It doesn't. I mean, the, uh, yeah, I guess the second one controls a little bit better, but it's not worth you know playing playing it again. No way, no way. I've also been playing Plants vs Zombies, which is very good. Done. Yeah, well, you talked about that last week a little yeah. bit, didn't you? Yeah. So okay, uh, it is time for Quamrian. Um So Quamrian. yeah, we've got one game this week, one game to play. So uh, let's let's have a listen to that, and then we'll give our views. All right, here we go. Oh wait, I pushed the wrong one. (laughs) Who'd have known? This is Michael Fugley, also known as Quanrian on Xbox Live. This week, I'm going to be looking at Iridia Ectrum's Secret. The main focus of this game, Aridia Atrium Secret, is actually a unique concept. It's been expressed in many other games before, but never in this way, and obviously never with this manner of depth. As you look up this game in the service, you're going to notice something that may put off a lot of people immediately, and that, that this game is actually categorized as an educational game. And in many ways, this game is educational. While now, you're not going to learn about numbers, you're not going to learn about reading or any of that stuff. What you are going to learn about is deafness, or rather, people who uh, have problems with hearing. And this is a very unique concept, because I've actually never really seen this explored in a game before. And certainly never in this way, and it is something that, personally myself, I have an interest in this, but I honestly, like most people, don't know very much about it. I don't know what goes into it. I don't know what people who are deaf deal with on a daily basis. I can only imagine. And what this game does is actually pretty tremendous in that sense. It's very cool the way that they approach the concepts of what it means to be deaf and... Um, you know, the impact, and they put it into a gameplay sense. And all of this is wrapped up in a pretty typical platformer that for the most part works, 
but I'm going to get on that in a bit. Um, and it all ties together into a short little sweet story about a girl who is going to give her new newborn baby sister a flute. Um, but unfortunately, the newborn baby girl has problems hearing that they've just found out from the doctor, apparently. And it's kind of a touching story in a way, and I, I say that with uh, every bit of seriousness because not very many games tell uh, such a serious topic in, in, in a manner that it isn't kind of joking at the same time. And, and this is very, uh, for the most part, serious. It's a little bit fantastical, like Alice in Wonderland-ish, but at the same time, it is very serious, and I, I love the way that they approach it. And um, this is done in Spanish originally, I believe, and it is translated into English. And it's fantastic. Like, I had no problems with any of the translations. I think there was one thing that seemed a little teeny bit off. But for the most part, this game is bilingual, which is also great because that's something a lot of people probably don't consider as, as well, is that a lot of games are only written in English or maybe, you know, more so Japanese. But the main focus of this game is obviously educating people on um you know those who are are deaf uh and i think that's cool and i think that the way that they've approached it is is very neat um i actually absolutely advocate this game for people to buy it if for only re if, if for no other reason that it's it's really cool that they've done this um i wholeheartedly support what they're doing and it's not the best game in the world um but it is very cool what they've done with it Almost in the sense of, of Limbo, it, there's really nothing else out there like this that does what it does. In some ways it does, but the way that they approach the concept is very cool. And I can actually see someone taking what this game has done with sound and deafness and taking it to another level. So I think they've taken the, next, the, the first proper step and they've tied in education into it in the process. And I think that's really cool and really something that people should really look into. Um, and it's, again, it's something I love to see in the indie game service. I, I don't need to see a bunch of arcadey, quick flick, iPhone type games. I actually like to see stuff like this. It isn't about shooting people in the face. This isn't about zombies. This is about a very serious topic. Um, now, on the other hand, the gameplay mechanics on in this are rough. The engine itself has a lot of technical issues as far as frame rates go, and it, it's it's not as polished as it could be. But I personally overlooked that. I bought it right away, and uh, I absolutely think people should check this out and see what they think. And even if you don't buy it, I think it'll at least give you a slightly deeper perspective on people who are, you know, they live with deafness in, in their lives and they have to deal with this and. You know, they can't just shut it off like a console. It's something they have to deal with on a daily basis. And I think it's cool that people can learn about this in, in a format that's a game. And it really shows that games can be useful in a non-entertainment platform. So, there we go. Iradia. Atrium's Secret. I think that's how it's pronounced. Iradia. Iradia. I-R-E-D-I-A if people want to find it. Yeah, Iradia. Yes. So, what did we think then? I thought that it was a good concept. I mean, it was clearly partially funded by health institutes, I guess, in Spain or Mexico or something. It's from uh, Spain. It's a Spanish game. Yeah, and, you know, it's it has these logos and stuff from these 
government agencies, I assume, or maybe some sort of health con- consortium or whatever it is. Um, so I think that the idea is really good, and it's it's a great concept of combining knowledge for you know how hearing works and you know getting in there and interacting with it and a game which kids would be into. The problem I saw with it, and I know that I'm not the target audience, so uh, you know I didn't think it was all that great. The platforming is actually pretty decent, I thought, especially because in a lot of platforming games, if you're jumping over a pit, for instance, and you don't hit the exact spot where you need to be on in order to make it across the pit, you'll slide into the pit and then that's it. But this one, there's a lot of grip on the girl's shoes. So if you, you know, ended up sort of on the corner or whatever, she would climb up over the edge of the pit, which I thought was really nice. Um, it's a general platformer and there's nothing too dangerous about it. It's mostly about teaching kids how to do stuff. But the game, that the, the demo is all, it's just some jumping over little chasms and stuff and and just little notes about how hearing works but it's text and i think they missed a real opportunity and maybe this is in the rest of the game but they should have included some of this in the demo uh of of actually interacting with the cochlea or the inner ear or some part of the hearing apparatus in a way that really let the the kids be hands-on with that sort of stuff so that they're getting more of an actual... The that's the thing that video games can do. There is a little bit of that. There is a little bit of that. I mean, you jump in the ear, and when you rustle the bushes, it rustles the water, so it's sort right. of saying that's right. how vibration But, but that's works. just a demonstration of what's being described in the text. It should be the other way around, that the main part of the game is moving around, and you know, vi- you know, you have to set this bird free or something, so you rustle this, and then it causes that to move, and then the bird's free. You know what I mean? It, I, I think it would be better. And here's the reason why. The, the Kids would probably have a good time with it, I think, uh, even as it is now. But the problem is that who's the game for? If it's, if it's giving – the information that it's giving seems like it's kind of at a somewhat higher level. It seems like the kid would need to be like 10 to 12 in order to um, – really understand the stuff that's in that those text messages but the the gameplay is it, it seems like it's going to be more advanced the kids are going to kids that age are going to want something where it's more involving and it's not just reading text i think younger kids would be willing to just go from one little text thing to the next but the text is written for somebody who's a little older and i think that means that it's going to be harder for them to appeal to kids like that in terms of getting them to read those little text messages and stuff so overall i think it's a good concept i'm sure that it'll be really cool you know some parents who have deaf kids i think will really be happy to find this and it'll be a way to help you know kids understand how hearing works but i just think that the structure of the game could have used some work yeah, no, I, I sort of agree. I think I think it would be interesting to get Millie to play it and see what she thinks of it. You know, whether she can be bothered to read the little text boxes as she goes along. You know, what she thinks about it. So I might do that just to sort of see uh, what she thinks about it. I mean, but obviously, Chini, your mum's deaf, so obviously yep. this might have a little bit more, or you may have a little bit more to say about this. I mean, if you were little Chini and you sort of <laughs> played this game, would it have helped you? to understand your mum's condition more, that she was deaf, and how all that happened and Well, it's, it's hard for me to kind of talk about that, because I'm so used to being around deaf people. Like, I've got two uncles that are deaf as well. Um, so for me... your mom's side? Yeah, yeah. So, like, my nan had six kids, and the three of those were deaf, and three of those oh hearing. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's difficult for me to say, oh, would I understand, because I'm so used to it. Like, like, from an early age, I'm super used to my mum being deaf. In fact, I couldn't imagine having a mum that 
you know, could hear. So it, it's just, it's just very weird. I, I remember um, uh, Jimmy and Madeline, my niece and nephew, aren't they are used to it now, but they wasn't. Uh, they was getting used to it, and Madeline would say, you know, Nan, and I would tell Madeline, tell Madeline, saying, look, you gotta. You really got to kind of touch. You got to tap her on the shoulder if you want Nan's attention because she can't hear you. And then I remember Jimmy, bless him, was really worried one day uh, that Nan couldn't hear. All right, and he said he said to me like, "Why can't Nan hear?" And I says, "Because she was born like, but she, she can't hear anything." I went, "Nan," he was really upset about it. It really got to him. So I, I think that the, the 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 kind of the idea of the game, the 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 theme of the game is cool. But I think it could have done uh, like a more contextual job about it, like, like Duke was saying. Just you know, maybe just do away with the text and just involve some, pu- make it a, more of a game, like some puzzles that involve the, the process of hearing or anything, or make it. Um, look, I like the idea that like these this uh, uh, father and daughter have to kind of get used to the fact that they have somebody in their family that's deaf, and this idea of getting used to somebody that's deaf. Is uh, something that I think that people should learn in general. I, I, I kind of don't like the idea that we have like we have to learn French and German at school, and I totally think people should be learning sign language over those languages. Uh, and uh, even for me, like I come across my university has a huge deaf sector. There's, there's a course for signing and stuff, so there's a lot of deaf people around. And even when I see a, like meet a deaf person. That's not my mom or my two of my uncles. It's still quite jarring for me, right? But I get super, like you, you know, it's it's quite easy for me to talk to them, and I make an effort to talk to them because it's difficult for them to to make friends when not many people can sign. But for so for someone who's not used to uh, talking to deaf people, it's super, you know, it's jarring and scary, and they talk really fast with their hands, and it's. It's strange. I don't know if you, any of you two have come across deaf people um, and gone, "Whoa, this is this is difficult. This is awkward." Or I don't know. What's your experiences with that? Mm, not so I've, much. Not not people that were born deaf, but I've worked in a few like residential homes where obviously people have ended up deaf mm. with age more so right. than both. So it's slightly different because they don't really, they've never really learned sign language no. or anything like that. It's it, but I think that, that there's there's a huge opportunity to kind of get people used to deaf people, and especially it, for kids. Sorry, especially for kids, no. it seems like it's a chance to sort of introduce to them these are some things you're going to have to do that are a little different because yeah. you have someone in your family who's deaf. And then it's yeah. sort of like you know, okay, what else do we need? You know, there's something about this or you know the phone or whatever. Like now, I believe from what Kwamian was saying, a bit further into the game, there is some sign language in there and stuff, so oh, they do introduce some that's, of that. That's sort cool. Of stuff. It, it, it's just a, it's the idea of getting people used to deaf people. Yeah, and it sounds so stupid, like oh yeah, like. But when you meet a deaf person, as I'm sure anybody will tell you, it's it's hard to talk to them. Like even for me, who I can sign, like I can do kind of basic sign language. I'm not super mm-hmm. fast, but uh, because I've I've become used to talking to my mum, so I, I don't do like the, the the proper sign language, but I can sign. You know, and... sign for laundry and when's the tea. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. sign for. Give me some money and <laughs> get me beer when you go to the supermarket. <laughs> just hold on. Yeah. Oh, actually, he doesn't. He doesn't do beer, some, does he? No. So, it so when I meet a deaf person, I have to like put myself in that situation so I can. Uh, but yeah, every now every per, every deaf person I meet, I just ask them for money for some reason because that's all I know. No, but 
uh, you know, it's 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 just the idea of getting people used to deaf people, and j- just for like little Jimmy, you know, who was really scared that his nan couldn't hear. That's a horrible thought, you know. Um, so, and even for like when I I bring friends around, you know, like or I introduce friends to my mom. I remember I was in town and I saw my mom, and you know, I. I uh, we bumped into my mom with my friend, and my friend didn't really know what to say, and he was a bit like, "Oh, did I? Did she understand me? You know, what did she I say?" And I said, "What you should have done? He danced around like a monkey." That's it. And then, uh, no, oh yeah, she can read lips, yeah, but yeah. Kind so it's just a matter of enunciating and stuff. It depends on on who's talking, yeah. you know. So it's just that <laughs> someone with a Geordie accent, she can't. No, 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 I can't follow that. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's the things. It's these things that I'm telling you now. Like, can she read yeah. lips? Can you know? Can deaf people read lips? Not all of them can. Some sure. can do it better than others. Basic information that um, people don't know about deaf people. If yeah. you if you do meet a deaf person, to so anyone who meets a deaf person, speak a little slowly. Maybe learn the alphabet in sign language. The sign language alphabet is super easy yeah. to learn. Learn that, and you could probably get by. You know. Just say everything in the alphabet and speak slowly. And that this game could do that. It could introduce all these little tiny things that deaf people have to deal with or would make meeting a person, a deaf person easier, make that conversation easier. And then kids could play it and understand and know that it's fine. Uh, and I don't. I think it's just kind of like a missed opportunity, but like a, a, at least a step in the, the right direction. Because um, I don't think... You know, people want to read. You know, like like Duke was saying, there's too many messages in this game, um, stopping them reading and stuff. And I don't know. It's got. It's also got to cater for deaf people as well as, um, you know, for for yeah. for people who can hear. But it, I, I feel like they could make more of a game out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I sort of agree. I think the art style of it is really nice. You know, I think oh, it's yeah. a really good job of making scenery. You know, like soil and rocks and stuff like like parts of the human body. And I think that's really cool that they did that. Um, Is there a bear sleeping in one of the caves? I have no idea. What the hell was that? I I don't know, but you couldn't (laughs) get to it either, could you? It was inaccessible. But apart from all the the topic of deaf people or whatever, um, uh, the demo is way too short. It is. I didn't make my mind up about the game. I didn't... I, like, I, I almost don't... bought it. I must admit, I'd nearly sort of pushed the buy button because it's only eight points. Because I would have liked to have seen what came next. You know, what what would happen next? I feel like you would only buy this game from the demo just to see if you like it or not. Yeah, because it doesn't give you enough. Um, but I do think this, that this kind of idea should be put through like as a game, not just for you know the topic of deaf people, but. You know other things. You could, yeah. there's, there's all sorts of things like a, a game about that educates people doesn't have to be you know like boring. They can. Yeah, it seems like it was made by health professionals. You know, and they yeah. were like, okay, these are the messages we want to make sure we hit. This, 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 and this, this, and then they sort of put it together, and then they added some platforming. They had a video game company that they went to, and were like, here, make a game that has this stuff in it. And they shouldn't it was... be scared of making it more of a game, and I think yeah. they are. And I was like, no, people can play games and, and still well, then, learn. To a certain extent, what's the point of releasing it on the 360 if it isn't a game? You know, because, you know, they should. I agree, they should have made it more of a game. But then we yeah. don't really know what comes next. So it's a bit... Oh, fun. no, no, but we're not we developing it. Yeah, yeah, but no. I, think, I think people should really think seriously about that. And that's... This is going to touch on the subject that we're, we're going to talk about later. Yeah. But yeah. that's... 
how I think we should. We've got a lot of tools at our disposal, not we personally, but you know, the, the game developers have so much stuff, so much potential. I think um, to really educate people. All right, and I mean, in, in a way, they do. You know, I I kind of know a lot through games. You know, oh, I, how to like strip an AK forty seven. Exactly. <laughs> I actually learned a little bit about how brakes work in a car because of Gran Turismo 3. Because they had this thing in the little booklet in the instructions that was written by a professional race car driver. And he explained how, and I, you know, I probably would have figured this out at some point, but he is explaining how you can use tire to road contact for either turning or braking, but not both. So if you're turning while you're braking, you're going to have less effectiveness in terms of braking than you are if you brake while you're going straight. Which makes a lot of sense, but I had never really thought of that. So, I mean, it is possible, man. Just not even things like that. I'm, I'm talking about how you know how games tell you a story. I mean, like yeah. we, we play Red Dead Redemption, we talk about the story, and we learn things in the game that are yeah. not like educational, but right, you still right. learn things. You, you learn people's names, you learn about what kind of things was going on at the time. You learn You're learning how to do things in the game, how the game system is yeah. set up, and all. Sorts so, of so you do learn every game you play. You learn. It takes. It takes. Yeah. Skill to play a game. You learn. Mm-hmm. Look, I play Star Wars. Unfortunately, I have to learn how to play the game. Yeah. And th- there's that 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 learning process that we d- haven't blended in with like the learning that we do at schools and yeah. you know education. So and that's why it's a missed opportunity. I think. Right? And that's why now that you've played the Force Unleashed two, you now have the ability to tell people to jump off the side of buildings because you've learned. <laughs> you've learned how to do it. I've learned how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do like the art style. Like I say, and I do the the platforming is yeah. very rudimentary. You know, it's just this weird. Sort of kicking up in yeah, the air. You know the dad? You know the dad? Did he have an earring aid on? Or did he have a really I big didn't, ear? I didn't notice that. I, I think didn't... he had a massive ear then. Because yeah. uh, he just had a huge ear. I noticed that. I like the setup though. Aid? I thought the setup was quite cool. The way they set up the game and the little story, you know, the door to that. Been... Yeah, I like, I like the fact, like, I was like, you, you bought, you're giving a flute to your new baby sister. <laughs> no, but she like, said oh, right, she's going to be to it. I know. I know. It seemed a bit arbitrary, though. It's and like it is Spanish. Flute, it know? is Spanish, isn't it? And, and then when she they, said, they give flutes for everything. That's the national gift of Spain. That, that's the thing. She shouldn't have said at the start. She shouldn't have said, "I've got to give this um, to my little sister." She should have said, "I can't wait to play." She should have been practicing, and then, yeah. I can't wait to play this for my little sister when she's born, and this could be the first thing that she hears. That would have been better. Bang. Hire me. But anyway, God, we've talked a lot about that. I think that's the most we've ever talked about an indie game, interestingly enough. It's the most we were? Most that we've ever talked about an indie game. I had to do it once. Public service to those of our viewers who have difficulty with their hearing. I will repeat the top story of the day, aided by the headmaster of the New York School for the Hard of Hearing, Garrett Morris. <laughs> Our top story tonight. All right, I'm done. <laughs> there you go. That's what they should have done in the game. It would have been oh, much sorry. better. She just shouted everything. <laughs> shouted everything. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah, that was that was pretty good choice. I always thought, you know, when you see um, those little deaf interpreters in the bottom corner. Uh, right, it's a good job they're small, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, they won't get the job if they're just normal sort of people. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, anyway, so that's that. Just to re- reiterate what that's called, because people have probably forgotten now. It's called Iridia, 
Adrian's Secret. So if you want to read it, I-R-E-D-I-A. So if you look that up, you'll come across it somewhere on the indie games. Makes a change. Makes a change from talking about, oh, it looks like he made it in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I think it's interesting, like you say, you know, and maybe we should uh, see more of this stuff. Uh, before we do move on, okay, I have got something because obviously... By the time this show comes out, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops will be out. <gasps> I don't care. I know, you <laughs> yes, don't we'll care. Duke he doesn't care, but he'll be playing it by yeah. Friday, guarantee it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Oh, Friday, oh, I'm playing it now. Um, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I won't be playing it. I'm just saying if I do play it, I, I, I wouldn't care either way if I was or wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, then we'll see, we'll see. Um... But anyway, we've not really talked about it at all, right? And I'm not really going to talk about it now. But uh, <laughs> not <yeah>. really. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, look, but uh, Guitar Hero Rocket put up a, a little uh, thread in the forums. He did the perks. Happy He's birthday up. to him, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday. We did that last week. Right. Uh, How are you? Yeah. I didn't have anything to say about it back then. Yeah. But I do now. He did the perks, and he also um, did the kill streaks. So he put those up so everyone could see. But I prefer Jim's take on what, what the perks should be. So I'm going to read those out because he did make me titter a little bit. Okay? Do you want to hear his first perk? This is what he thinks yes. she should have. Stop. Hammer time. Okay, that's his first perk. Everybody just stops and does that. No, no, which causes all the other players to freeze while I reload my guns, decide on what grenades to use, and find somewhere to hide. <laughs> so there oh, you go. Good. Okay, his next perk would be adults only. You know, and I thought, oh, he's going to get porn in there now. Oh, that's terrible. But it isn't. It's whereby I become invisible to other gamers under the age of 18. Uh, take that, uh, you 12-year-old snipers. So there you go. Yeah, we like that, don't we? Okay. That's GH Rocker, though, isn't it? No, no, this is by Jim. No, but like, that would be, yeah. That would be, well, no, he's 14. He's 14. I was 14, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Have Mercy uh, gives me instant access to all the top weapons and kill streaks that I will never be able to unlock in the normal game. <laughs> so there you go. Have... Uh, is sorry, next I'm one... sorry, what was, the, what was the first one again? Uh, stop, Hammer Time. <laughs> yeah, his next one is At My Age. Uh, which forces all other players to have slower reaction times and wear bright red shirts so I know where to shoot. <laughs> That's nice. And then his final perk, and this is very uh, surface lizard orientated, is called Custard Creams, uh, <laughs> where all players, myself included, put down their weapons, have a nice sit down together and share some gaming gossip over a packet of Custard Cream Biscuits. So there you go. I do love, uh, I do love Custard Cream Biscuits. <laughs> so there you go. Lovely. Uh, I actually prefer his uh, his perks to the real ones. So of course you would. Of course I would. Because I'm oh, old and stuff. Uh, so we like that. I like that. It made me laugh. I like it. Like things that made me laugh. Lollage. Okay. Uh, yeah, the next thing I'm going to talk about, okay, and it sort of brings in a little bit of what we're talking about, so we can talk a, a little bit about how games we feel should be uh, published in the future and stuff like that. We can have a little talk about that, and then there's other stuff as well. Uh, but at uh, computerandvideogames.com, they did a feature on the PlayStation 4 and what we want to see, so they decided to do a, ooh, if the PlayStation 4 came out, what would we want in it? How would I'm talking about that We. I'm talking about the PlayStation Quadruple. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Oh, it? man, that's the thing I was meant to do in the indie game thing. Dang it. We ain't doing anatomy. I'm trying to play some games. <laughs> there you go. Belated, <laughs> but still funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Anyway. Uh, 
You should edit that out and then put it in the part. <laughs> yeah, put it in earlier, yeah. Uh, All right, so okay. PlayStation 4, what do we want to see? Yeah, now the first thing that they say is diskless. So the first thing they wanted is a diskless system. So he says, first of all, let's get rid of all those discs before the children of the future creep up on us and start laughing at our old hat technology. So I think we should go the opposite way. I reckon we should bring back laser discs. <laughs> I want to see audio cassettes. Or those cartridges like on the NES. Laser discs. Laser uh, discs. While the Blu-ray may still have plenty of room for games to wriggle around about on, it's a finite space, and if developers want to keep making bigger and better ideas, one day those ideas are going to start outgrowing their flat homes. Whatever that means. And we see this one as a bit of an inevitability, uh, with more and more being packed into DLC packs, talk of games being released in episodic bursts, and full-on first-person shooter games being distributed entirely digitally. We're already part way down the road. Yeah, but it was uh, a pretty weak I know, FPS. listen, let me finish, and then you can, we can talk about what we think. And don't worry about download speeds. If the PlayStation 3 is supposed to have a 10-year lifespan, by the time the PS4 comes to town, we're expecting some pretty broad broadband. Not everyone. I know. When, when that happens, developers will be limited by little more than how long gamers are willing to leave their consoles on. And we all know gamers will happily leave their consoles on for a very long time. Yeah, but we leave them on because we're playing games. Okay, we're so... do no download overnight. We're trying to play some games. <laughs> so what is... What is the future, then, do you think, for games and how they're distributed, then? Time travel. Time travel. We talked about this with OnLive. OnLive's not blowing up the way they thought it would. I I don't know. So, come on, what is the future? They're going to keep on banging out discs for us to... I think we have one more generation of discs. I mean, I think eventually, yes, we probably will go discless in the way that, you know, a lot of music being sold these days is done through MP3 stores. Okay, fine. I buy most of my music on MP3, Amazon MP3 store. Okay, that's fine. But I don't think we're there yet for video games. I think it's no. too much information. I think we, yeah, I think, Duke's right. I think we've got another generation of discs. Yeah, I mean... Uh, laser discs. A laser, big, <laughs> big, big size of an album. Size of an album. We ain't doing geometry. We try to play some games. But uh, see, here's the problem with this, well, though. We're talking about the PS4. Well, I mean, you know, PS4, is, is this thing, it's probably going to be expensive. It's probably going to cost like $600. $600? Who'd have known? Chad Wooden wipes his ass with $600. $600. Yeah, but you would get a lot of women attracted to you. Get all the honeys with that PS4. So. Yeah. <laughs> about we? I, mean, like, laugh on the... I feel like on. becoming the Chad Wooden podcast. I really. Uh, uh, oh my god! Awesome. Want to be to get an interview with him? Oh god, it would be funny. I can try. I can have a try. <laughs> Is he still around? No. Nope. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff, especially on the PC now. Where the that's, a good, that's sort of a statement of the. There's a lot of people doing a lot of yeah, stuff. <laughs> but a lot of things happening. Different ways of distributing games. You know, we're getting a yeah. lot of free games. Yep. With microtransactions in the game. I mean, uh, Battlefield uh, have started doing this, haven't they, now? You know, Battlefield of releasing a free-to-play game, which uh, John Mao put up on the site to sort of point us in the right direction and said, oh, yeah, they're doing this. And well, they did that with Battlefield Heroes, didn't they? They did a little bit, but this is this is like... A- that stupid. <laughs> yeah, sort of, until my computer decided it didn't like it. Wah, 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 wah. Um, which is but- the big problem with this. But this is like a proper Call of Duty-looking game. It's not a sort of... 
cartoony. Bomb and then what? You pay for a red di- red dot scope. Something I have, like yeah, I would imagine stuff like that. Stuff like that. The, 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 I mean, like to to kind of look at the future of the consoles, we do have to look at the PC because the PC is is kind of what what will happen to the consoles. I do believe that we'll become discless. I do think that we'll probably download um, most of the games and and stuff like that. And also, it's very friendly to, to developers because it puts out the second second hand market. But um, the problem is there that they need to sell their games in the first place, and the best place to sell them is at a GameStop or something like that. So they can't do it too quickly. They can't just go, right, next generation, bang, stop. We're just going to do it digitally. They have to do it. It's a slow progress. And um, I, I do think it'll take, it'll still take a while. Plus, this article says, oh, yeah, we'll have some pretty broad broadband. Not really. I don't, I don't believe that in, you know, in five years' time that people will have amazing, it'll be better, don't get me wrong, but everybody's going to have different broadband. Some people will be able to have, I have a pretty good broadband now, but some people will have the broadband that I've got um, because they're not internet savvy. So I think that it, it's, it's a bit of a blank, blanket statement to say, oh, everyone's going to have lot, like really fast broadband by you know, uh, 2015, so it'll be fine to download everything digitally. It's, it's going to be such a slow progress for the consoles. So, screw you. Yeah, no, I mean, the interesting thing about this Battlefield game, they've, they've got a whole new logo that they're marketing it under, which I'm assuming they're going to start doing a few more games like this EA, which is called Play For Free. So they're actually marketing it as a, as a brand almost. You well, know, this is the, a new brand of gaming, you know, Play For Free. We and, had the recent success of Lord of the Rings Online as well. Did you hear about Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Online? because he made that free to play, didn't yeah, he? Free to it play. Wasn't originally. It, it, it's uh, its revenue doubled. It, it's, yeah. it's made twice as much money as it was when it was charging people to play every month. Mm. Um, so you know that, that 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 kind of model works. But I'm talking about like sending the game through the through the internet. And I, I don't believe that's going to be happening on our consoles for a while. I mean, no, no, not 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 yet. Not on the not next time. Maybe I mean, the, the other the that. other thing that's going to happen, apparently, and I think this is a really good marketing thing, you know. Um, Peter Molyneux has, has already said that, you know, and I'm not entirely sure, but not long after the release of Fable 3, he is going to release the first sort of chapter of it for free to download onto your Xbox to play. Yeah, well, he did that with Fable 2. So. He did, but it was over a year after it had come out. This is yeah. He's saying this is going to be a lot nearer to the original release yeah. date. You know, I mean, get it's, people not, it's happened before. I mean, Burnout Paradise came out on the PS3, like the whole yeah. game, yeah. and it was cheaper. And it, the, the problem is now, like, if people, I mean, on Xbox you can buy loads of games on the demand thing, but the problem is price. People are not buying them because of price. Mm. So it, the, there's, it's a slow thing. They've got to learn how to do. Yeah, it. but so, if it's if it's a relatively new game, then maybe people are more willing to pay some money out. You know, right. if it's something that's only just come but, out. But the, the, the games on demand at the moment they are getting newer. They are. they are. Is that a word, newer? Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it is. Right. But if they are getting newer. So, you know, they're, they're kind of catching up. I think they're just running out of backlog, to be honest. But it's, it's still the price, you know. But it, why, why would you pay £40 to have it digitally when you can have, like, the case and the book and the artwork and all that? £40, you know. It's it's one of those. And there's both. I'm not saying there's a right argument to that. It's just one of those. I, I think well, there just, is, because, yeah, I mean, there's like, a matter of you're paying for the um convenience yeah you're paying for the convenience exactly you're paying for the thing you're 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 they don't have to expend as much money to get it to you 
But they, so people you know that. Have to pay people, for that stuff. people are not stupid. Like people know that it cut, it's cheaper for them to send it to you digitally. So therefore, it should be cheaper to buy. Yeah, they're, and they're, I think they're trying to trying to jip us and try and charge the same. I mean, price. I must say, I mean, obviously, uh, PlayStation and Sony, to be fair to them, have probably experimented more in this than Microsoft have for sure. You know, because they released Siren Blood Curse, and that was in I think it was four episodes. Yeah. Uh, the original, or you could buy all four for a cheaper price. So it was either pay. And then they released it as a uh, later. They released it as a, on a disc. Yeah, and then they did a disc release after it. That's say though, it wasn't successful. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I still think. I mean, back then, that's quite a long time ago, isn't it? So I guess it was yeah. still in. But still, like we get in games, like there's going to be a Red Dead Redemption um, complete pack, you know, with all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's that. just weird. Yeah, so, so yeah. there's a Fallout one. There'll be a Fallout New Vegas one for sure. So there's there's yeah. still. Um, the market for disc games, and it's not going to go away for a while. I mean, and... it's interesting because you know, obviously, uh, Little Big Planet Two was delayed, and the reason—do you know the reason that they gave for it being delayed? Mm-hmm. Do you know why they why they delayed it? Wasn't ready. No, it it was so they thought it was sort of ready, but they wanted to spend more time on it to make absolutely sure that it worked and there was no issues with it because. They said that because there was such a high percentage of players that aren't on the internet, um, that they, they were struggling because they thought, well, you know, if we, if we release it as it is and then those players and it doesn't work and all these issues yeah. with it, then we, we can't patch it because there's no way for them to get the patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the reason they decided to give it some more time. So, so I think that's got... something that people, developers have to remember is that so many of us feel like we have the standard setup but in reality there are probably a lot of people on the other end of the system who don't have the same setup and especially developers you know it's it's got um you know people developers are set up usually in these awesome headquarters and businesses where there's all sorts of great uh connectivity and you know they got consoles everywhere and it's 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 easy for them to forget that a, a number of people probably are playing with a very limited setup so yeah, I think that's really cool of Media Molecule just to just to sort of think about people in that way, you know, and, and obviously consider everybody and not just people who are online, you know, which a lot of developers don't seem that bothered about, you know, they've almost a lot of them have got that PC mentality where it's we can patch it later, you know, it doesn't matter if you so Sony's a home consumer products company and Microsoft Xbox man, they ain't got games. They ain't got games. There you go. There you go. Okay. Games. I, I was just reading some of the comments on this article, and uh, he talks about the, the disclose things. So he says, I'm happy with this. Thank you very much. I don't know about the future, but downloading full games is often more expensive than going to buy them. And the other person who comments, usually commenters are really stupid, but these are pretty good. Um, he says, pretty much agree with everything except for the disclose part. I think it needs a disk drive if it's going to be a multimedia hub. And I thought that was an interesting um, idea because if it's going to be backwards compatible and also if it's going to play your movies, you know, yes, one day it'll all work and one thing and it'll all be nice and we'll all have holograms and stuff. But <laughs> it, the, the, the thing is, we're not quite there. So in in the growing pains of things, we'll have to maybe there, there will have to be a disc uh, tray in there. But well, so you're still talking, I mean, you know, if you're going with a 10-year lifespan, this is another five years down the line. I know, line. I don't think in 2015 that all my DVDs are going anywhere. No. Well, they may, they may not be doing, but, you know, we soon replaced VHS with DVDs when they came out, didn't we? We weren't bothered about doing Yeah, but, 
but there isn't anything like you know. There's not that jump, is there? I don't know. VHS. I don't know. We've got uh, you know Netflix in the US streaming. Yeah, the, the infrastructure the next... isn't there yet. Have... It only required having one thing in your home. You buy a new thing, but you already had a VHS player, and then they made the things that had both VHS and DVD, and then they just sold DVDs. But with da- with digital media, it has to be an entire infrastructure where people have access oh. to. The transport. Yeah, but Netflix and Love Film in the next month or so are going to be streaming movies straight to your console. So why right, would you not get rid of the DVDs, which is Mike's point? No, they're not. But we're talking five years from now, and they're doing yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think even in five years. That's too soon. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Five years is a lot. Well, I'll see you in five years. Five years is a lot. Let's put a tenner on it right now. Tenner. Tenner. Don't forget, we've still, you two have still got that Duke Dukem. <laughs> Bet going on. Oh, yeah, we'll double or yeah. nothing for yeah. their DVDs will still be around in five years. Yeah, I, I think we'll be surprised. Laser discs are going to come and make a comeback. Okay, next thing. Uh, developer friendly is what he wants next. And he, he says, What's that, developers? You're just about to get to grips with programming for the PS3. Oh, good. It's only taken the best part of four years. Uh, wait, that's not fair. The truth is, it isn't the developer's fault. Uh, that it's taking so long. Yes, the PlayStation 3 is the most powerful console in terms of raw power, blah, 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 blah. But it's no secret that exploiting the PS3 potential is tough. Uh, that needs to be different next time around. The problem was yeah. that the PS3 was developed in relative isolation before being dumped in front of developers like Pandora's box. It was up to the studios to work out how to unlock the hidden potential. It's simple. Got a lot of developers on board early on. Not just te- Not just to make games for this new beast, but to throw it in there two pennies worth about how it should be made. They know about the PS3. They know what makes it great and what makes it a chore. We bet they've got a few ideas of their own about how it can be improved. Well, you know, Pandora's box wasn't really about unleashing potential. <laughs> it was like disaster, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. All the bad stuff in the world came out when she opened it. And she regretted it. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, I guess it was just an analogy, so we can let him off that. English teacher nerd corrections. But then, you see, to me, that's a weird thing to say, because if you just do the same old thing, then how are you going to push the technology forward at all? I don't think he's asking for the same old thing. I think he's asking for a little bit of developer input just to make sure that the architecture is designed in a way that doesn't turn developers off. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm, I don't know. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Because I guess... You know, the 360 took the more PC-friendly route, and it was easy for developers to jump straight on and, and obviously program for it. I forgot what developers said, it, but um, the, the basically said the 360 is like a dumb PC. It's that easy to program for. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I guess the PS3, they were trying to push the boundaries, and they had this super-duper chip thing that could do all this mm. stuff at the same time. And blah, you, you know blah, it's blah. true, because it's, it took about two, three years for developers to get their head around it before they started churning out some good games. Yeah, but it was like that with the PS2 before, you know, and I guess back then, though, it didn't matter because there was no real competition anywhere else, so they could just sort of take the time and get used to it. Their biggest competition was the PS1. Yeah, yeah, so it didn't matter as much, but this time around, I guess it did. I guess it did. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens, but I don't know, I guess... It's kind of true about all of these. Yeah, if if they're going to push the boundaries forward, maybe it won't be easy to develop on again because it's going to be something new, new technology or something different. But I don't know. I I really don't think that Sony listens to developers. I don't don't think they do. I don't think they do. Just do what I want. Next, the PlayStation Trio, whatever this is. Okay, here we go. Uh, Sony's already confirmed plans to enter the mobile market, and if developer utterances are anything to go by, the PSP2 is fully formed and waddling around. 
Oh, boy. Yeah, that means that pretty soon we're going to have three PlayStation products, a phone, a handheld, and a beefy console. All a per- PS triple, right? Yeah. All performing slightly different functions. Uh, that doesn't mean that the trio shouldn't ignore each other, though combined they can be a much more interesting package. We're not just talking about the PSP2 acting as a rear-view mirror either. We want trophies synced across PS4, PS Phone and PSP2, for goodness sakes only trophies, for the PSP. And games saved automatically to handheld devices when in Wi-Fi range. Oh, and how about this for a cheeky punt? Let's get cross-game chat going, and if friends are online and logged into the PSN, we want to be able to talk to them with our PlayStation. Why would you want to talk to someone on your yeah, PlayStation? Yeah, really, that's phone? really dumb. Why? Why would you want to do that? If you're not playing a game with them or sort of, you know, playing games at the time, it's just weird. In fact, in a perfect and already existing solution, we're presuming to snare the services of Skype. I mean, there were rumours about that quite a while ago that they were going to have Skype built in. And build it into the PS4 XMB so that it's running all the time, regardless of what the player is doing. Whack it on the PSP phone as well. And bingo. Well, it's already on the PSP Skype anyway. It works with it. But... I, to be honest, the P- Sony phone doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I think like Android is struggling to. No, Sony already made pretty, pretty prolific phones. They made the Ericsson, which is ah, uh, that shit there though. Yeah, but they were, they're still people still buy them. They're, they were well, it just seems yeah. like they're, 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 the phone market is moving in a direction that Sony can't catch up to. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, I guess they said in the that UK, about Sony Ericsson were a, so. were the phone was the phone to have. Not now. No, because it was a good music player as well. So it was like people used to buy it because it was like That's a what I'm saying, though, like phone. It's become a phone is obviously much more now, and Apple changed the game. And it seems like unless Sony can come up with some way to do that, which I don't know how they would, I don't see why they would bother. It's not like the PSP. I mean, I've never played a PSP, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like the PSP was sort of trying to do some of the stuff the DS was doing, but then it was very pricey and it was all about the high def screen. And that wasn't what people were interested in. No, it definitely was. I mean, what's interesting, I was in uh, Curry's on Saturday. I was in Curry's. And we were looking around, and they had all the sort of MP3 players lined up. And obviously, at one end, it was like, you know, the iPhone and the iPod Touch and then the new Nano and the little sort of shuffle and all that sort of stuff. And then, as you sort of walked along, there was the Sony stuff, and it just looked so antiquated almost. It was just looked like really old and clunky and... You know, I looked at the the Sony stuff, but I have no idea why someone would buy that now. You know, when you I'll tell you what bugs me about my iPod. I mean, and this has nothing to do with games, but since we're talking about it, Apple, I think, has gone too far in the minimalist direction. And I know everyone's following them, so it's not like I can get an alternative somewhere. Why is there no fast forward button on my iPod? For God's sake, if I want to fast forward a song to, or you know, if I'm listening to a podcast or something. Half of the time, I accidentally forward to the next track. Yeah, it's hard to use the like, slider. St- stupid. Give yeah. me a freaking button. It no, is. we want to have just a wheel. And then you use the wheel in different ways with gestures. <laughs> I mean, the, the next point, Media Master. So it wants sort of more videos, music videos. We were happy with a solid games machine, but because Sony wants to take on as big a market as possible, we've gotten so much more and we like it. Yeah, it's not very good grammar that I have to say. That's... It's really not good writing in general. That really isn't good grammar. Anyway, anyway, uh, so what he's basically saying, we've got aspects. so much more now and we want more of it. Is that a problem with... I don't think it is. I think there's tons of stuff on the PS3 even as it stands now, you know. With... No, but it's not about, like, this isn't an article about how terrible the PS3 is. This is what they want from the fourth. So they want 
more of the. But third. what more else could you add to the media? Is it is? I mean, we have a time travel already. <laughs> time travel. You know, well, I don't, I'm pretty I'm... sure I'm. I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, but if the PS4 has time travel, it will be the best console out of out all of its competitors. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "I do believe that." And what the heck is that jiggle hunt? And he, he sort of cites as a problem the PS3 YouTube interface is just ugly. Well, I don't know. Does that really matter that much? I don't know. Well, as if it worked, I don't think anybody would care. Think, but it doesn't I, really I work. Think that's a bit of a grasp because yeah, really. I think it does quite a lot as it is. But the final I mean, thing... it's a fair point that, okay, so video game consoles are probably going to expand themselves to become more like having a web portal in your living room. That's fine, but... They should just say that. <laughs> but he sort of does that. I mean, he already sort of does. Yeah, sort of, but I mean, the they need to really be do it right. You know, the browser could be better. But and the browser could be better and, yeah. you know, anyway. a, lot of, a lot of sites that have video, you can't watch them on the PS Triple. No. Um, the fact, but that's usually because of sort of rights and stuff like that. It's well, nothing to do with, yeah, saying, copywriting, but nothing to do with the... Way. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with the machine. It could do it if they allowed it, so that's not well, real. allow it. Anyway. And the final thing he wants is more juice. He wants more power. You know, you know. He's saying that next to the PC, the you know the PS3 and obviously the 360 as well are, are way behind what PCs are doing now. Well, the high-end PCs. But I mean, I'm not being funny. Okay, you look at stuff like Uncharted 2, you know, and and what have you, and and how, and, and obviously the screens we've seen for the Last Guardian. How much better do you want your game to look? I don't really know how much. I don't know how much better they can start to look, really. In all honesty, what else yeah. do you want? What else do you want your game? To, I mean, Chinny, what what else could you? How could you improve on Uncharted Two visually? What else would you add to it to make it even better than it was? Time travel. Time travel. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? If, what I, I, play, if I played Uncharted Two and then I went, I'm in 1955. Oh, <laughs> Hey, Tara, let's go out to eat. Ah, we're getting attacked from the Android couple. Ah. You know, I really don't know how how much you, you could really add to it. Well, oh, imagine. In all honesty, in all honesty, I don't know how much more. I mean, the only things that could improve was sort of when you get frame rate issues and stuff like that, you know, when you've got a lot of stuff yeah. on the screen. At the you, know, you know what the problem with that is, though, is that if 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 the power increased and the... Power. style of games and the type of things they're putting in the games stay the same, then yes, we would see a decrease in that sort of thing. But that's not the way it works. What happens is there's more power available. So game developers say, oh, we can cram more stuff in. And as a result, like in Fallout New Vegas, we, we, th- there's just as much, if not more, glitching and dropping in and, and pop in and stuff th- as there was in Fallout 3 because they're saying we're going to add more stuff in and, and they're not mindful of the balance of stuff to processing power ratio so much as they are, oh, there's more ability for processing power, so we'll put in more stuff. Mm. You see, I, I, I just room. don't... They cram the room as full, much I, as I time. think right, exactly. what, we, what we'll actually see happen is, is some or a, a vast majority of games becoming more dumbed down, which is what we've seen you know, when Modern Warfare 2 came out, it was much more dumbed down than the original Modern Warfare, and the reason... Ah, the, ah. The reason... Well, yeah, the actual yeah. single player definitely was more dumbed down than the original. Well, you didn't play it? How do you know? Look, I've, I know enough how about you know? it. How was it anyway, dumbed down? Anyway, listen, listen, listen. Stand back, dude. Stand Let back. Me some how was it dumbed down? Go. Because the, the plot was more contrived. It was all, all about no. sort of controversy. And it was only about six hours long from what I can gather. 
That's not dumbing it down. Because it's dumbing it down. It was almost like a secondary thing to the multiplayer. Dumbing it it down is right trigger. So, okay, let me ask you. Did you... Did you think the game and the story was better in Modern Warfare than Modern Warfare no, 2? No, I don't think that has No, I'm asking you a question. Just answer know, yes but, but or I no. Have to answer yes or no. Because you'll just cut in. Right? Yes or no. <laughs> I don't think it's as better as Call of Duty 4, but... Right, dumbing down would be turning in Call of Duty into an on-rail shooter, not just making the story... To a certain extent, to a certain extent. But what the, the point I was going to get to was that developers want to make money and the way they make money is by turning games around as quickly as possible and meeting deadlines and getting them out into the field and if they're going to add more stuff in and take more time to develop it they're not going to do it because you know you'll get games like Gran Turismo 5 which take forever to go out where they're not bothered about you know they they do want to make money but to them it's like a labor of love you know all the last guardian and all those sorts of games but those games will be in the minority and the majority of games will be how quickly can we get them into the marketplace i don't know if you've noticed you but great games are in the minority they are no they are and i think it'll uh, that's already in all art forms what great movies done. are in the minority great books yeah. are in the minority what worries me though is that they're going to be even more in the minority no, i don't I, I still think we'll have plenty of great games the thing that i will i think people will improve on the next generation of of uh, consoles and stuff like that is Things like that we just take for granted, like loading screens. Let's get rid of those. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. get rid of loading. Like, Absolutely. who cares about loading? We didn't have loading on the Super Nintendo. Like, let's go back there, and um, like draw distance, streaming things in, walking yeah. to like going from an open world into a building. There's only two games that I know that can do it. That's GTA and Red Dead Redemption. Going from a massive open world into a, into a building on a console is is very rarely done. Let's do, do little things like that. Things that you won't even notice and someone, until someone goes, hey, did you notice that game's got no loading screens? Oh, yeah, it doesn't. Brilliant. Because <laughs> that really it's doesn't. Like we've gone it, forward in time. It does enhance it. I mean, like, when we saw the demo of Witcher 2, we were really impressed, weren't we? When he walked outside, yeah. and it was like, wow. Because that was a huge building it was in. It wasn't just like That's a right. little it room. Like it was a, a like massive a level. Room. It was its own level. And yep. it, it, it just, like, what takes you out of a game more than a loading screen? And then a, a little tip in the loading screen saying, hey, if you want to shoot, press the right trigger. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. It, it's it's yeah. one of that. Another thing, but this has got nothing to do with the next generation. It's just something that really bothers me. What takes you out of a game more than an achievement that's very, like, comedic? You know, like, like on, a, on a touching um, scene. Right, and, right. Enslaved. Happened and enslaved. And some, something quite, quite... You know, sad happens, and it's like, hey, it says, uh, testicles in your mouth, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. You know what I mean? It's like it is. You're watching a film, a really sad film. You know, you just watch Shawshank Redemption or something, and uh, somebody walks in and goes, "Hey!" A guy walks into a bar, and you're like, "Oh, you I know? just fell on my bottom into some butterscotch." Done. See, it's, it's one of those. I, I think uh, they've got to be more careful about where they put those achievements, or what they call them, at least. You know, put them in the loading screen, that's fine. But when we don't have loading screens, where are you going to put them then? Well, but, I mean, it's interesting because that's exactly what Heavy Rain did, wasn't it? All yeah. the achievements only popped up when you were in your in the loading screens between them. It was, it was, at least they didn't make, you know, when you shot somebody or something, it was just like, boom, headshot! You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least they didn't do that. Yeah. No. It, it Here's the my question. They say, the joke they say in... Um, in, in in enslaved for the achievement is ridiculous. He's like, wow, like thanks for that. You know, he's, he's his just, body's not even cold. And you just made fun of him. To talk <laughs> about the next generation of 
the PlayStation or whatever system it is. Um, you know, there's some, I suppose, what prototype things, images in this CVG article. Um, no, I, I, no. The only picture they've got is the original PlayStation Three with the original big banana controller. That well, the was... thing that I'm worried about is that it's it's silver, and I I don't know about yeah, you. No, that's just the original I don't, PlayStation. I mean, the PlayStation Three. That thing is is black. It, it's nice. <laughs> it's like not going to look like that. Slick, slick, slick like my hair. You <laughs> have. You've been watching that video so much. <laughs> yeah, you've got to stop that. Honestly, it's becoming the Chad Walden podcast. Jesus. Come on. It's like we've Silver, almost... come on. No, come but on. they're not going to look like that. That's come just on. some stock I didn't photos. Even, I, didn't even, I haven't used that as a sound effect, and you know what that is. That's amazing. Come on. Yeah. Slick. Yeah. Slick. Anyway, I think we do need to take another break. Um, slick, slick, slick. And then when we come back, Surface Lizard's got something for us, but we've no idea what it is no. because we haven't actually heard it yet. We won't hear it when, it act- when we come back. So no, we will. We'll, just, we'll, we'll just do our acting skills. We'll just do our <laughs> acting skills. Okay. Uh, but before that, we are going to play a little bit of music. Okay. Quamrian put me onto Scrapland which was a game for the PS2 and the the original Xbox, I believe. And there were a couple of tracks on there, and we played one on one of the shows. But we've got another one uh, tonight called Time Code. So we're going to play that, and then we'll talk about some other stuff and then wrap up the show, I guess. All right, here we go. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. That's the Chad Oh god, you have you have had way too much time on your hands. I'm like wait I'm like I'm in Chad Warden overload oh mode. I gotta get out of it. Oh. This is nice. Oh Alright, here we go. Time code.
How about a lot? Yeah, it's good stuff. I like it. Although I must say, I prefer this other song a little bit more. Sub, 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 sub. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So, what I thought we'd do now, we'll have um, Surface Lizard. Yeah, no idea what he's talking I have an idea what he's talking about, but I don't want to say it just in case he changed his mind and did something different. Um, but he's giving us a view on a game, I believe, in his very unique style. It better <laughs> so. not be about heavy rain. No, it, it, no, it isn't. Grief and misery, names and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. Life gets tasteless, don't it? Hello, darlings. Surface Lizard here. Listen, I need to talk to you. No, just you. There's no one else listening. You know, we're getting to that crazy time of the year when all of the releases start vomiting in, like the attack on the Death Star with the TIE Fighters. They're just coming in too fast. So, what have we got? Fable 3? Another Peter Molyneux failed promise. Call of Duty Black Ops? Just more gun war porn for the angry teenagers to assume that fag is a very witty form of insult. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood? Assassin's Creed 2.5 with token multiplayer. You know, we're missing a trick here. And I can tell you what that trick is in two very simple words. Deadly Premonition. The best game you will probably never play this year. And for me, an absolute highlight between Demon's Souls and Heavy Rain. Most of you at some point would have had a Spectrum or an Amiga. You remember the time when you put in a tape or a disc. You'd start the game up and you never knew what was coming. It was a real era of imagination, craziness, design. All you had is one guy and a vision. Or in the case of Deadly Premonition, one small team and a vision. And what a screwed up, surreal, fantastically disastrous vision this game is. You often hear the phrase that something is so bad it's good. Deadly Premonition takes this, redefines it, makes it its own, and wins every single medal in the world, including a few more you may never have heard of. Do you like Twin Peaks? Check. Do you like cheesy survival horror? Check. Do you like genre-bending self-reference? Check. Do you like driving mechanics for, like, trying to shit a brick? Check. Check out Deadly Premonition. Seriously, you can pick up this game for £18 online. Probably cheaper. If you've ever seen Twin Peaks, if you like that whole David Lynch, John Carpenter, Stephen King skew on reality where you never know quite what the hell is going on, pick up Deadly Premonition. It's the best £18 you'll ever spend, apart from buying something from Ann Summers. And for every one of you listening that doesn't buy this game, I will personally punch a granny. Why is it so good? Well, first and foremost, check out the beauty of this cutscene. Not into local gossip? Well, when I moved here, I was still in high school, and I kept wearing the same wild clothes from my school in Seattle. I was young back then. And before I knew it, there were rumors all over the school. She'll screw anyone. That's what they said. Totally unfounded, of course. Anyway, after that, I just sort of chose not to really trust gossip. I get where you're coming from. I used to dress like a hardcore punk rocker when I was in high school. And yes, it really is meant to be that tongue-in-cheek. You play as a character who may as well be Agent Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks. In this case, Special Agent Francis York Morgan. Call him York. 
it's what everyone calls him. This guy is incredible. Not only has he got the most irreverent inability to react to a situation, he's also bipolar, and his whole conscience, his whole other ego, is a character called Zack. Now, Zack may or may not be the player, and for the majority of the games that I've played, you don't know either. What's more surreal is as he wanders around the village of Greenvale, no one actually stops to wonder why this guy's talking to himself by holding his hand up to his head, which just goes to show the village is just used to the most screwed up things they've ever seen. But don't think for a second this is some serious reference to games like Siren or Resident Evil 4 or even Dead Space. This is some fantastical, middle-finger-raised, irreverent thing that completely rips out the guts of it and shows it to itself for how ridiculous it can be. And the whole game is nothing but brilliant for it. But aside from the horrendous one-liners and some of the most ghastly, inappropriate music in a game you'll ever find out, York is an incredible character, partly because he's been scripted to be that way. A bit of an idiot, quite naive, but also very inappropriate. This is the guy who will wander around murder scenes with breathing families around and then decide, while jazz music starts to play, to crack hilarious anecdotes about serial rapists and killers who piss in the female skulls of their victims. Glorious. Not only that, but York has its own surreal sense of the distant as well. If you remember the Black Lodge from Twin Peaks, then you'll be at peace with the dream sequences in Deadly Premonition, where York has liaisons with very sinister, surreal, whispering twins, but no midgets that speak backwards. And throughout the game, you get to meet killers, cross-dresses, twins, yokels, and superbly, a gas-mask-wearing veteran who can only speak through his servant in rhyming couplet. So says Mr. Stewart. Now, there is some combat in the game, and this is where things start to fall down ever so slightly. Partly because the control mechanics are an absolute joke. When York runs, he looks like he's ice skating, and it uses that horrible situation like Resident Evil 5. When you stop to shoot, you cannot move. Sadly, we've learned nothing from Dead Space. More importantly, the creatures you face are genuinely quite disturbing. They look like a weird combination between Heath Ledger's Joker and Papa Lazarou from the League of Gentlemen. And more disturbingly, when they attack you, what they do is they turn their backs to you, and sometimes their back will bend over, breaking the spine like the spider walk and exorcist. And the sight of them lumbering towards you, sometimes phasing in and reappearing ten feet nearer to you, is quite disturbing. And also they make this horrible, distant moaning noise when you shoot them. Oh, don't want to die. You play it in the dark, you'll get the point. Deadly Premonition wants you to go out and explore its world. In between the main mission parts, the whole town of Greenvale is effectively a sandbox. Now, there are certain points in the game where you've got to meet an objective at a certain time. But apart from that, the city is yours. You can go to virtually any of the key points, meet characters, play darts, go fishing, pick up side quests. There were 40 to 50 side quests alone. Or you could just drive round and listen to York talk to himself about 80s horror films. I've never played a game that references Attack of the Killer Tomatoes until now. Absolute brilliance. The game is by turns cheesy, horrible, irreverent, darkly comedic. And yet the whole thing, when it really shouldn't work, does in the most atrocious way possible. You know the sense of elation you got with Resident Evil? Ha ha, you were almost a Jill sandwich. Put that on the 360, give it some real horror trimmings, and you've got Deadly Premonition. Now, for me, it's an absolute game of the year. 
Does that say more about the game or my tastes in games? I just don't know. But take a chance. Otherwise, grannies will be punched. Surface Lizard, signing out. Be seeing you. End of line. There you go. God, that was funny, wasn't oh, it? Oh, that was so oh, funny. Yeah, you know the bit with the thing? Oh, oh, oh man, I have not stitches. Rockle, yeah. literally, yeah. I was on the floor, rolling, yeah. rolling yeah. and bawling. Balls. What did I say? Bawling. Yeah. yeah, it was very good, that. Great. Thanks for that, Surface Lizard. Yeah, yeah, very... Cheers, I did. Excellent addition to the show. Like, do you think he noticed that we didn't listen? Yeah, no one will know. No one will know. Yeah, I think we we got through. One week we should go. That was awful. Okay. Ugh. What are <laughs> the... uh, putting that in the show? Are you stupid? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> uh, what I thought we finish off with tonight. We've got. I've got a few little sort of news stories. I thought we'd just have a quick chatter about those, and then we'll boom, boom, boom. Yeah. get the hell. That's the little news of the week. <laughs> yeah, the little news of the week. Um, I think the first thing I want to touch on is you know we we mentioned Little Big Planet too. Uh, have you seen this little video on the Creatonator? <laughs> no. The Creatonator. It looks awesome. It looks awesome. So basically... Now, what is the Creatonator? So basically, Sackboy has what looks like a miner's helmet with a big light on the front of it, yeah? Does he dig deep? No, no. And you can apparently change what it spews out on the fly and build levels really quickly <laughs> using it. It's awesome. That's what she said. It's just awesome. I'm like, I want that now. He sort of runs around and he can just, all these things just fly out of his helmet. <laughs> Actually, Are they not sounds... ripping off Ratchet and Clank here? I have no idea, but it sounds rude. He's got stuff coming out of his helmet. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, I was like, "Oh, gotta play this game." So, so that just made me titter, really. Is you know, there's nothing. Yeah, I'm watching it now. He's just, he's just, things are just coming Soda out. Soda cans, of boots, yeah, yeah you boots, teddy balls, boxing gloves. Yeah, they're coming out of his helmet, flying out of there. It's oh. pretty cool. It's pretty. I don't know. Is it going to be useful or is it going to be silly? No, no, I'm guessing it is going to be useful once you get the hang of it. I think the, what I think they're trying to do with this is make it easier for people to make stuff on it, you know, and actually make it a bit more personal. This looks like he's actually using it in, in levels that are yeah, already yeah, made. Yeah. yeah, just doing stuff to it. I like that. I like that. It's cool. It's cool. Always in fashion. I like that. Nice. Yep. Now then. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Here we go. I'm ready. Um, Gran Turismo 5 discs are now in production. They are... <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, no, the be made. The be made. They're no, no, no. You said it was coming out for real back when. No, no. Seriously. Printed and everything and produced. Uh, yeah, there's disc Japan machines all over the world out spewing out copies of it. You know what's going to happen? Yeah. Why didn't they post a picture of it on this website if they're really convinced that they're actually... Well, you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen, right? The, the, the lorry that's carrying every <laughs> Gran Turismo 5 is... He's got a jackknife, and the guy's going to get out fine, so don't worry about it. But the lorry will burn, and then it'll be delayed until next year. Hey, do you do you think they, they should have just got a creator and just had that spewing them out? That would yeah. be easy, wouldn't it? They could have done with one of those. I bet, I bet I somebody will... fit every video game into one lorry, but I guess they can. I, I bet somebody... It's a big lorry. I bet somebody will create Gran Turismo 5 in Little Big Planet 2 within a <laughs> month. Before the game comes yeah. out. Yeah, I bet, yeah, I bet yeah. it will, actually. That'd be and it'll, be better. it'll be better for me. It'll I'll be probably better. do that one more. It'll be better. Uh, okay. Oh, and this new story was posted on Tuesday, November 2nd, which was supposed to be the release date. Was it? Interesting. That's, interesting That's what it, it says itself. here on CVG. Okay. Here we go. Uh, next one. This one's for you, Duke, because you know how much you've loved uh, Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> Fallout New Vegas! Wouldn't, wouldn't you love to play that game? I... Nude characters. 
No, I certainly would not. <laughs> what, why would I want nude characters? Look, there's a patch out and everything. Weren't we just talking about how silly, ridiculous stuff takes away from the gravitas of the game sometimes? But you can look at nude men as well, Duke. Don't worry. Yeah, they haven't just women. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, well then, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Although, yeah. to be fair, <laughs> to be fair in, the, in the screenshots here, only the lady seems to be nude. So who knows? Who knows, yes. I must say that there actually is a scene with someone's nude because he says, uh, would you please, um, why are you wearing pants? And you're like, because I thought you told me to. And you fell for that? Really? And then he pulls your pants <laughs> off. And it's like, hey. It is, I, I just find these things very odd that people, you know. I don't know how time it takes to make them. Well, it's, on the, it's on the, obviously on the PC, you know, these are mods on the PC. Do you know what's really weird? Oh, right? it takes a long time to make you know, mods on the PC. You know, and this is purely for research, only now I'm looking at these pictures, okay? <laughs> but yeah. she's got tan lines on her breasts. Of course. Yeah, but people are going to go tanning in, in the in, obviously in the, uh, Absolutely. Have you, to, have you been to Vegas? It's a very warm place. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? When you look at something, you think, hold up a minute. Why would they have tan lines on the boobs? You know, it's just weird. Doesn't you cross in the wasteland? You don't want to have a lot of clothes on. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Who knows? Who knows? Ugh. Okay. Uh, Why people having too much time on their hands? <laughs> obviously. Obviously, do. Okay, next one. This is quite big news, actually, the next thing. Oh, my God. I didn't know there was more pictures of the news with you. There, there is. The oh, yeah. You have a click on them. Yeah, interesting. Whoa. Okay. You'd be looking all at over those. the game. But why aren't there any new super mutants? That's what I want to know. Yeah, why would... <laughs> Come on. Hook me up here. Ooh, we'd be like, uh, Prejudice. Total recall. Oh, my God. Total recall. Like... Yeah. Man, baby, you made me wish I had three hands. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Quaid. Or the. Uh... No, Quato. the woman with the three boobs. Anyway, open your mind. Oh god, that's yeah, that's just all kinds of wrong. Okay, <laughs> they should totally uh, do a mod where okay, everybody has here a little bit of right? Everybody, okay. oh spoilers! Everybody's been wondering how you know on the PS3, how are they going to sort out the issue of not having Mass Effect One to play before Mass Effect Two comes out? Haven't they? Everyone's been speculating. What are they going to do? Interactive story? Is it going to be like a prequel that you play through? That's not as long as the main game. How are they going to do it? Is it just going to be a film? You know, are we going to have like, you know, an animated film that sort of fills in the plot and everything for the second game? Well, it's come to light that apparently it's going to be an interactive comic that you play. Mm-hmm. That's going to last six hours. So you're going to play about that. an interactive comic that will last six hours. Okay. And you will make uh, the game decisions that you do in Mass Effect 1. That'll oh, affect that's cool. Mass Effect 2. So that's what they're going to do. It's like a shortcut of Mass Effect 1. Yeah, it's going to be like a six-hour version. No, I think that's cool. That's great. I think it's a cool idea, but my experience with interactive comics and like it's trying to translate comics into video has generally not been very positive. But are you going to do that for six hours? I can imagine an hour. Yeah, that's the other Maybe thing. Maybe you can save it, though. I know, but six hours is yeah, a but ball. still, Especially if you're like ready to play the game, and you're like, yeah. why is everyone ran- raving about this? This is just a comic. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, maybe one hour, two hours, okay, but just I don't know. It's weird. Okay, it says this. I mean, to the man who's played thirty-five hours of Fallout. I know. I mean, I mean, it's a proper game, though. It's not just. It is sort of up for interpretations because Casey Hudson, what he's what he's basically said was, uh, the interactive comic from Dark Horse informs a player about the backstory and offers various choices. So he's saying, you do the interactive comic, you make your choices. Obviously, that affects number two. 
the three previously released DLC Kasumi Stolen Memories, Overlord and the Hiding the Shadow Broker. It'll include that. Uh, an included code which will allow access to all content published to date on the Cerberus network. And then the final thing it says, a new mission which offers about six hours of playtime. So that's different to the backstory thing according yeah. to the way this is done. So I guess they've, you know, they've sort of yeah. making it sound like it's this interactive comic but, it's comic, but it's sort of not. It might be a different format. I'll say this too. I mean, um, Dark Horse does good work and... Bioware, we know, knows how to tell a story. So if anybody can pull it off, I suppose they can. I'll also yeah. use this opportunity to say that I read the Mass Effect Redemption comic, and it is really good. I was very impressed with it. So I'll Have you read, read the Mass Effect that. book? I did not read the Mass Effect book yet, but I probably will at some point. But I also mm. read a Mercenaries comic, which was also very good. I was surprised by how much I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> the Mercenaries comic. Oh, yes. So who knows? So, so they're going to fill, fill in the details yeah. via... An interactive comic and possibly a six-hour mission of whatever. I think they've done enough to make up for the fact that they haven't got the first one on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I think uh, the last, the last thing I want to sort of touch on before we get some shout-outs and then get the hell out of here Show is hope. Microsoft say they are not marginalising indie games on the new dashboard. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're telling yourself that. Specialty shops. Yeah. You know what people expect to see when they go to specialty shops? Okay. Avatar clothes. End of list. Listen, this is what he said. Microsoft insists the changes were the best way to give the service a full marketplace experience. <laughs> Microsoft continues to support the efforts of independent game developers. We've updated the Xbox Live Indie Games Marketplace and Xbox.com to provide new ways for people to browse and sort the indie games Read a statement issued by Digital Spy. Uh, you can now browse the top-rated, top-selling, and most recent games by genre. You can also find indie games by best-selling today and best-selling of all time on Xbox.com. In addition, the top-rated and top-downloaded lists have grown from 20 uh, games to 50, allowing the greater exposure of more indie games. We've also kept the contest finalists in the IGN picks sections, so users can sort through titles in a number of different ways. Uh, the intent of the specialty shops section was to provide access to marketplaces uh, that focus on a specific type of content with unique ways of sorting through that content. Uh, we wanted to give Xbox Live Indie Games a full marketplace experience and felt this was the best way to do it, alongside other popular channels like the Avatar Marketplace. In fact, since the launch of Avatars, Xbox Live members have now made more than 290 million customizations to their Avatars clothing. So we expect many people to regularly visit the Speciality Shop section. Oh, sure. So that's what the, that's what the official line is, that they're not uh, marginalizing. I, I just think they are, quite honestly. Of course yeah. they are. Yeah. I think they are. I mean, it can. I mean, once you get into it, once you find it, it's not too bad. But it is I mean, better, yeah, especially because like it, it, it is it, better. It, it opens up more, and yeah, you don't have to wait for it to load a new screen for A B C D E F G whatever. But but nobody goes to Xbox.com to look up games that much. I wouldn't have thought. The majority of players will use the 360 to do. I it. can only I can only think of people at work and they're kind of browsing yeah. like yeah. on that website. It's like, oh, I'll just queue up these games to download. Like. I heard there was a demo, right? I'll just queue up this demo and then maybe they'll browse onto other stuff. You know, I'll say that the update, I think, I feel like it's a little bit faster and certainly browsing music is much faster, which I like. Not much, but a little bit faster. I have never browsed music on my Xbox ever. Well, I have this thing where I can sync it with my <clears throat> my Mac, so I have my whole iTunes library accessible. Oh, so when I'm playing okay. Modern Warfare 2, 
I can just basically go in and you know. Well, that's good. I have a a playlist for it. You know, just awesome. I'll use a thing called an iPod. Screw <laughs> eh, that! It's too an much work. iPod. It's a future, you know. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, everything's digital on the iPod. Yeah, there's no digital there's no discs. There's no discs on there. Shit is nice. There's no discs. Although there is an RPG. Click. There is an RPG coming to it that looks very cool. It does. Well, look... The iPod Nano is that really? Uh, no, the iPod. Is that what you've got? An iPod Nano. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, the games are five dollars each. What a rip! No, there's actually a, a game yes, called. They are coming called Infinity Blade. It's called Infinity, Infinity Blade. Infinity Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is one long blade. And it's it's using the new epic Unreal Three for the iPhone engine, you know the, right. the thing that, that they use, you know, for that epic Citadel. Yeah, and it right. looks awesome. I have to say, of course say. it does. It Let's does see how it plays. Oh, I, I know, I know. Do but... Please stop whining about minor aesthetic no, no. details. Seriously, it's the <laughs> she's not a real person. I know. With her. Look, listen, you. It's a, it, <laughs> it is seriously, but to compared to sort of DS games and PSP games, to be fair, this does look a step ahead of them. It definitely well, sure looks it does. Step I ahead. Mean, they're putting a lot of resources into these. Anyway, we do anyway. we do actually need to get the hell out of here because we've twittered yes. on for a long time. Any new reviews? No, 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 uh, no iTunes Freight. reviews. Yeah, they've let oh. us down this week. We've done well. You know, we got all the you know, when yeah. people wanted swag. Uh yeah. and, and just to let you know, he did let me know he has received his swag. Funnily, though, he hasn't received the VG t-shirt. That's just Oh, what's up with that? I know. What is it it with that? Postal service is horrible. Yeah. I sent it long ago. He gets a package from the UK quicker than he gets one from the US. Who'd have known? There's there's this thing on Saturday Night Live where it was like, does your package absolutely have to be there last week? Well, we'll pretend like you sent it and then beat it up and drive over it and make it look like it was all our fault. (laughs) <laughs> That's just, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. So he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't received that yet. Weird, that. Huh? Yes. Huh, who'd have known? Yeah, hey, boo- stop booing me. Yeah, booing the crowd. Booing the studio audience. So yeah, let's uh, do some shout-outs. Get the hell out of here. All that sort of good stuff. So uh, yeah, Duke. Okay, I've had a number of people who have sent me messages, and then I like saved the message in order to give them a shout-out, and then I forgot to do it. So now I'm just going to give a shout-out to everybody who sent me a message recently. First of all, Quan Rian, because he suggested the awesome UHF sound, so here's to him. Yay, thank you. Uh, R.A. Finch uh, had some trouble with his Xbox recently, Red Ringed it, but then he fixed it, apparently, and he like posted pictures of him around in his xbox so i guess he works something out i don't know uh big bad daddy rich from the uh overseas connection great show everybody should listen to it it's on the vghub.net um he called me a spoony bard i don't remember why but cheers to him i guess wilson 91 said halo don't suck but he's wrong so screw off osaka jim agrees with me that the saboteur is a pretty cool game and uh of course we were oh, playing well, don't you get Vegas at the same time so he's a cool guy oh yeah skullduggar sent me a picture of his beard i don't know why i didn't really want a picture no, of his he beard. was growing his beard um, yes so he wanted to show he sent it to quite a few people and he was, he was yes. a beard watch he was going to grow his beard till christmas and then yeah he's good he shaved it off now you get <laughs> <laughs> and stick with it very long. Worse. I've been growing my hair all year, and he's grown his beard for a week at a game. Yeah, exactly. GH Rockers uh, got Section 8, but we still haven't played, so I will play with him at some point. Stool C52 uh, joined up the my friends list in order to play for the play date, but he then he had to miss it for the actual play date. So uh, I don't know. Hopefully we'll play together at some point. But uh, 
my other shout out is for Thooper because he sent me this thing once upon a time. I thought it was really funny, and I've been meaning to give a shout out for it. It says, message to all friends. I wanted you, insert name, to be the first person I messaged using the new Xbox.com webpage because you're special to me, a valued and respected friend. Remember that time we played that game? That <laughs> yeah. was the best. Yeah, I got that. That was very funny. Hooray for him. Yay, people who sent me things. There you go. Yeah, uh, I can delete all these out of my inbox. Yeah, I'm going to go next. I'm going to go next. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Go. I'm going to shout out Surface Lizard because he started up a thread in the forums called Who Are You? where he wants everybody to post up a picture of themselves. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, dangerous. He's posted up a picture of himself with a dish brush in his mouth for some weird and strange what the reason. Heck? So who knows? Sure it's not a mod from Fallout New It's Vegas a very arty-looking black and white photograph. It's a bit scary, I have to say. A little bit scary. Robert Maple. Just a minute, just a minute. In case you haven't seen it, I'll just uh, I'll just post up the link for you guys just to have a look at because it, it is very weird. Oh my god, that's so horrifying! Oh, 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 why did I look at that? Get it off the screen. Oh, oh, there you go. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I haven't. I am so- I am sorry about that. We're posting that on our forums. We're supposed to be keeping like some decorum here. Yeah. Now, not many people. Kids looking at this. Not many people, to be fair, have posted pictures. But one picture that was posted was by Bongo the Sane. Ah. And he, yeah, put... he looks, apparently he looks a lot like uh, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I don't know, but he's poor. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl, Earl, Earl. Okay. I salute you. And he's got a picture of himself oh, yeah. with a VG t-shirt on and a copy of Quantum of Solace and Section 8 in his hand. Yeah! <laughs> why, why, why? Oh, dear. Because they're awesome games. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, yeah, the other thing... The other thing... Oh, dear. That's so terrible. Anyway, the other thing... I did get an email. Okay. Okay. It's off uh, Jesse McConaughey. 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 And, uh, yeah, it says, haven't received the VG t-shirt yet, but no big deal. Yeah, yeah it's funny, that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you and the guys, any games you recommend to purchase new or budget games? Look me up on Xbox Live. I bought Alan Wake uh, per recommendation from you guys and loved it. I get a big bonus for Christmas at work, so I treat myself to a few games. Also, I have a three-year-old daughter who is starting to game. Any ideas for games for her? Thanks. So there you go. So, what are your recommendations? Very quickly, recommendations. Quantum of Solace and Section Eight. Oh God! <laughs> Very predictable. Very predictable. Yeah, Ginny. Recommendations. Ginny? Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was looking at pictures of uh, all these people on this thread. Yeah. Uh, quickly, what was it? What? Uh, Jesse McConaughey wants some recommendations yeah. for games. Yep. Yeah. Um, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, he hasn't played it. I checked his gamer list. He hasn't played that. I was going to say that. Yeah, well, do that then, because if you don't, then <laughs> yeah. I will shoot And what about you. his three-year-old daughter? Games. Oh, um, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, <laughs> Mario Kart, but I don't know whether he's got a Wii or not, but Mario Kart will be my recommendation for kiddies games. And Viva Piñata 2, which is... Oh, Lego, any of the Lego games. And any of the Lego games are pretty any cool. Of I don't know three-year-old, though. Three is very young. No, they're, they're fine. Like, the kids are crazy these days. Just, you know, cut the cords, Stu. Crazy. Cut the cords, <laughs> Those man. kids are crazy. They're crazy. Um, yeah, and I, and I think that was it for me. They were my shout-outs. So they go, oh, and they'll shout-out Quanry and, uh, play, for playing some uh, Red Dead with me and doing all the stuff. And Surface Lizard for all the stuff he does on the site and also for doing these little features, which were brilliant. were brilliant, sweet. Yeah, that. Oh, it was great, yeah. Oh, it was great. Fantastic feature. Oh, I remember Very when we listened to it? Actually that. great. Oh, God, I laughed. I, I actually did a bit of Wii. I laughed actually. so much. Yeah, actually. it was a bit of Wii. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, 
and Ginny, shout out. Uh, I'm going to shout it to Woody. Yeah. Because I saw his picture on the thing, you know, that friend that we were talking about. He's like running and stuff. Look how fit he is. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, he's got, yeah, got yeah. attractive fit. I mean, he's, like, a, he's a fireman, I think. I think he's a fireman. Bloody hell. Yeah. God, stop. Just be put white on. All right, put some white on. And, uh, yeah, get less attractive. Um, yeah, shout yeah. it. <laughs> I know, yeah, fit but... in with us, man. I've got to say, John, Mal, John Mal's put plenty of pictures up there to choose yeah. from, hasn't he? I like yeah, his uh, picture next to the Fallout uh, yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, shout it to Skull Duggar because he wants to do a quiz. Quiz! I know, yeah. I've seen that. At the end of the year. He wants to do it a Christmas quiz. And, um, yeah, so shout out to him for organising that. He's going to be doing that. And apparently I'm already taken for this podcast. I'm not allowed to do that. You are. We won the bloody ringer. You know, we won the, yeah. uh, you know, the top video game nuthead. Um, but uh, talking about quizzes, I was on another podcast last Thursday uh, for the Gamesman. God, so how I many podcasts out... do you do now? Seven. Uh, every, <laughs> one every day. <laughs> oh. uh, well, it's the pay. I can't turn it down. Um yeah, so JSS Lifelog, Steve Cogger from The Gamesman, and Rabid Scotsman, Scott, Scott McGregor, invited me on their show to talk all things GoldenEye 007, and we did a quiz, and guess who won? You, of course. I'm not going to give it away, but it's, uh, it yeah. was tight. Um, uh... <laughs> um, so, shout out to them for letting me come on the show. Shout out to Wing because he tweeted me, saying, he, I don't know why. Just to give me an audacity <laughs> link or something. And shout out to um, John Wilson. We've talked about him. He sent me a message over Xbox Live, but it wasn't him. It was Robot Wilson. Um, and then it said, Jamafool, la 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 la. So, and also a shout out to Wilson91, which is Scott. I think it's Scott. Is it Scott? Wilson, little, John's little brother? I think so. I, I think, think it is so. Scott. I think Sorry, it is. Scott. If you if your name's not Scott, it is now. So it is now. Healing. Well done. Um, he played some Left 4 Dead uh, 2 with me, and GH Rocker offered to play some Left 4 Dead 2 with me today, but I couldn't because um, I couldn't be bothered because I wanted to play Star Wars. Well, apparently, <laughs> so, apparently we've asked for that to be the next play date, so I guess we should do that. Oh, oh really? Yeah, Brilliant. Left 4 Dead 2 has been requested by quite a few people. Yeah. Oh, we were going to do Resistance 2 on the PS2. No, everybody's wanting Left 4 Dead 2, I'm afraid. Well, everybody's wrong. Just because you don't have that game, it That's, don't like uh... it. That's uh, that's how Hitler started. Yeah, yeah. Hitler started. yeah, it is. Yeah, we've got to go so, with the the request, you know. It's a that's, democracy. That's all. what people so, are asking. Yeah, we. Um, oh, well, God, I've just remembered that I've got something else to mention as well. Yes, I have set up a new gamer tag called <gasps> called Veteran Gamers UK. So that's what it's called because I couldn't just have Veteran Gamers because somebody already Veteran got that. Gamers suck. Yeah, Veteran Gamers UK. So. That is set up. So what you need to do, right, you need to invite that person as a friend, but it's really me. Okay. And then we, I've got it on my friends list, and you two guys need to get it on your friends list. Oh, that means I've got to yeah, delete somebody. You... I know. But yeah, you need to yeah. have it. And then when we do have play dates, it'll be dead easy to get everybody in because they'll all be on there. So even if they're not on our personal friends list, we'll be able to get to them. Do you see? Yeah, I see. Do friends of but friends, you see? Friend Center takes forever to load on Xbox now. What the heck? It doesn't. It doesn't take that long. It doesn't take that long it's to go. It's taking me forever. Really? So if you go to it's sort load, of... A, load, if you go load. to... So if you click on the profile of one of your friends and go to their profile and do friends of friends, it takes it forever. No, I'm talking about the website. No, but you're going to be doing it through your 360. No, I'm not. I don't do anything through my 360. No, but you have to do that. If you're inviting people into a game... 
Well, but I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about trying to add this person right now. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was thinking, well, what are you going on? No. Anyway, but it is me, so I will be in, you know, we've got five people on there already, so I'm... Who am I going to delete, Stu? I don't who? know. You you just decide. I'll leave. No, no, you should decide. How do you I know decide. who you've even got? Every now and again, somebody just deletes me, so it's easy, because every now and again, I have yeah. a couple of spaces. Yeah, but I, like, people like me. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. The way I do it is the, the, the person who's not been on for the longest amount. If someone's ever, no one's been on for nearly a month, then they go. That's the way I do it. So there you go. Because it's not noticed anyway. And another good way to do it is look at their friends, right? And if they have like loads of friends on, they probably won't notice anyway. But if they've only got four friends, then they might notice you've deleted them. <laughs> All right, I'm, re- I'm deleting this person. Okay. I'm sorry, person. You're just doing it. Right, we do need to go. We can Twitter on about this after the show. So, yes. yeah, on that note, uh, yeah, see ya. Bye bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Jammer Fool, that shit is nice. Slick, nice. Jammer Fool, nice. Nice. Whoa.